So, so I'm going to let you all talk for the five minutes. It's going to take me to run across to the mom's house and back. Okay. Hopefully it won't take me that long. The neighbor just texted and said that the bobcat is heading our way. So oh, I'll be right All sorts of fun. Okay. Oh, dear. <sighs> bobcat. How's everybody doing? I don't know. Melinda, you sound like you're like in the desert. I sound like I'm in the desert. Uh-oh. I don't know how to fix that. Um... I'm so, I'm just using I don't have a headphone with a microphone oh. it's my computer. Is that better? There you're louder, yes. Right, I moved my speaker closer to me, so okay. ah. yeah, that works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Just sort of a normal work day, although it was sort of weird being a, a Monday ish Tuesday. <laughs> oh <laughs> right. Y'all, y'all had a holiday too. Holiday yeah, we had family day. My so. kids are on vacation this week, so I, I, I'm quite feeling like I've already run a marathon so far today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to hang on tonight, but I'm going to try. I'm having trouble keeping my eyes open already. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's 9 o'clock for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, you are around 6? Is that what it is there? It's 6 for Sue, 7 for me. Oh, so okay. not. I'm sort of in the middle, but... But not as late as you guys. We'll see. Last week I felt tired when we started, and then I perked up when we started talking about the fix. So hopefully that'll happen again. <laughs> yeah, that also helps. I actually read everything you had this time, so. I was so proud of myself because I know for me it's tax season, and so it, it's going to get uh... possibly busy very soon. I, it, it's like imminent, and I waited through a bunch of it over the weekend, but I had some free time, so I read the whole fic, and I took notes because so, I, I don't think I'll be able to get back to it the more we get into this. So uh, I'm pleased oh, nice. with myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've read this deck a couple times before, though. I like this one. I think this is so, the first time I've come across this one. So I usually don't wander around potions and snitches. So I don't even, I, I, to be honest, I don't even know how I found this one because I didn't know that was even a site. Somebody must have directed me to it is all I can think of is, is, is how I found it. Yeah. That's how I find most of mine, too. Yeah. I'm on a site... Um, it's called Home Away from Hogwarts, I think it's called. It's just a but Do? Yeah, sorry. You okay? Yeah, I just was clunking around. <laughs> Home Away from Hogwarts, yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, I don't even know how I ended up there, but it's a bunch of fan fiction writers. Melinda, I know how you joined that group. Do you not remember? I don't. They sent you a message and said that you had won some award for these cuts. Oh, oh, right, right. And that, so you, you, you joined them, and okay. I joined them at the yeah, same they, time. They sent me a, an email to come check them out, so I did. And they were all talking about fix, and I like to talk about fix, so I stayed there. That's right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I joined them because you did. Yeah, I, I, uh, I you know, some, some some interesting stuff. I, I, I avoid a lot, a lot of the. They're really into the smut fix, quite honestly, yes. and that's not my thing either. But uh, <laughs> they are. But I, 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 every once in a while, a topic is posted that I find really kind of interesting to talk about. So I'll get into that. Yeah, and I'm having a grand time just recommending your fix and stuff at them. So that works out <laughs> and, for me. Trying to pull people over to the forum, which I think is cool, too. So I, I've been trying. We got two new people recently. I don't know if they're from here or not. I, I know some of my older stories have all of a sudden gotten reviews that I think are coming from there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of neat. Nice. And they had one today that was... Something about okay, the the the, the fan fiction world is exploding. Exploding. Every fic that you've ever known is gone. You can only save ten, and if you don't name them within a minute, 
you lose them all. So yeah, it was like a, it was like, I felt really under pressure, but I was like, just trying to decide, all right, what top 10 picks would I say? <laughs> I thought it was kind of a fun topic. <laughs> well, that one is fun. I hadn't seen it that one. Fun. We can hear you, Mooney. I know. I might need to switch to my plugged in headphones. God knows what the hell is going on. Why did I come in and y'all are talking about smut? Because that's what this this uh, group that we're on Facebook with is very into. Ah. Is smut. Oh, is that the lot that came over because they wanted... Yes, Something they wanted to go into smuts giving. Because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the forum and the podcast at them constantly because I'm just mean that way. One of the things that, that I saved in my top 10 list was this stick that we're reading now. So I figure if I get any questions on it, I can plug that one. There you go. Yay. Okay. Ooh, that didn't sound good. I have a feeling Jack just got out. We're trying to keep the cats in because the bobcats (laughs) apparently love to eat cats. And now all three of my cats are out. (laughs) That's a little cannibalistic. Yeah, they're a little cannibalistic. We have a trapper coming tomorrow to try to trap the one that has taken out 11 of our chickens that we know of at this point. So I'm going to have you guys indulge me in my squeeing for just a minute. So Scott, the uh, con was much different. Oh yeah. The the whole layout was different. They actually had security guards. You had to have a wand, metal detector passed over you. Backpacks were checked. If you had any Goodness. kind of wand, which I forgot at home, so that worked out for me, or sword or whatever, they put a like a Peace zip tie on them yeah. so that they could tell that they weren't real. Yeah, that's fairly standard. And uh, it was very interesting. And I went with people that approached people and said, can we take your picture? Can we take your picture? So I'm in lots of really weird pictures. Uh, I had five or six people approach me and want pictures with me. Apparently, I was dressed well enough that they thought I was cool. And and this is... This is the way I think about it, and it's so totally not really it. But I found John Barrowman in the wild. He was wandering the floor. And so I went up to him and said, can I talk? And they're like, yeah, come on. So I got to go and just talk to him for a few minutes, which was really cool. Nice. I and saw shake, some of that on Facebook. Yeah, shake his hand and stuff. So, And then his did panel. Did you tell him you got a picture with him last year? Yeah, I did tell him that. I said, I, was, I got my picture with you last year. We were waiting for his panel and some lady came in and she was just like, oh, I just, I just had my picture taken with John Merrillman and, and we posed with our hands on each other's butts and oh, I, I've got to recuperate. <laughs> she was hilarious. So she did selfies with him and then she, they stood facing each other with their hands, each other's hands on their butts and you know, she just thought that was so funny. But I had friends with me that had never heard of him. And so uh, they went with me to the panel and I was a little nervous because John can get a little risque (laughs) and, uh, but they really enjoyed it. So that was cool. We had a good time. And do you remember Scott last year, they asked Matthew, what is the other doctor's name? The doctor that was there last year, Uh, Matt Smith, Matt Smith. They asked Matt Smith to tell why you should watch doctor who as a Valley girl. Mm -hmm. I remember that. So somebody asked John that question this time. Oh, yeah. And I have the video, but I haven't been able to get it up on my feed. And he did tell everybody they weren't allowed to post it, but I'm sure nobody's listening to that. Mm. (laughs) But, yeah, so it was really fun. I had a good time, and I spent very little money, so that was really good, too. (laughs) Because everything was way – and I never, ever saw Matt Lewis every time we went by. There were a whole bunch of people waiting for him, but he was never in the booth. So, mm. 
but I was hoping to run into him. I figured in all my Hufflepuff garb, I might, you know, at least get a smile or something, but we never saw him. That's too bad. Yeah, it would have been fun. But yeah, everything. Yeah. So the, where we saw Critical Role the first time mm-hmm. in that area, you know, kind of off the side where the gaming area. So yeah. that was the main stage this time. And they had, I don't know, four rows of seats, five rows of seats there. And then the gaming area was this little teeny tiny corner about where we checked in last time. Hmm. So really, okay. really different. Not nearly as many people there. Not many people like lined up for autographs or pictures. So that a lot of the stars were approachable. You could just go and talk to them because they weren't signing autographs, huh. which was, was really different. And, uh, we went in for the John Barrowman one and I, I went to the stage guy and I said, are you clearing the area after this talk? And he said, no, the, we're not clearing the area until Rocky Horror Picture Show, which they did live. Really cool. Yeah, that would have been fun, but it was it was after everything closed and it was extra money and the people I was with didn't want to stay, so I didn't stay. Uh, but um I said, "Okay, how many I know you have VIP tickets for John. Where does the normal sitting start?" And he said, "Leave four rows." And I said, "Okay." So we set fifth row center and they only saved the first row for VIPs. But we had huh. really good seats because I think if you got too close, you you know, you couldn't see as well because he was up wow. on the stage. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But so we had great seats and we were right. Nice. It was really nice. And we listened to the director producer of Lion King do his talk while we were waiting for John, Ooh. which was oh, really nice. fun and exciting. He was he had a lot of really neat stories. The stage so, show Lion King, or no, or the no. actual animated movie and movie oh. oh yeah i can't remember his name but he was the uh i think he was the director producer guy and he told stories about like how you get to meet elton john yeah he said that that they that nathan and um i don't know the guy but the two that played that did uh the meerkat and the hedgehog the warthog oh yeah yeah, yeah. right Ooh, and timon yes so yes. they came in at the same time, saw each other, and were like, oh, are you here auditioning? Yeah, what are you auditioning for? I'm going to go in for a hyena. Yeah, me too. Let's see if we can audition together. So they asked them if they could audition together, and they did, and they sounded exactly like, you know, the two that they ended up playing. And so the the director's like, I know you came in for hyenas, but we're going to move you to this one instead. It's a better part. <laughs> Awesome. And then That's Whoopi awesome. was talking to Elton John, and Elton John told her about it, and she called them and said, I want a part. So then they were scrambling. Who can we oh, get, yeah. you know, what can we put a Whoopi in? We have to put Whoopi in a decent part. And so that's how she ended up to be the one. The lead hyena. hyena. Yeah. So it was really neat. He had some he had some fun stories. And it was great to actually be able to sit down for a while. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> Do it again. Because yeah. we've been walking for hours. So. Uh, how's your bobcat? Is it coming your way still? Or? Um, who knows where it is? Apparently, this one was okay. really big. The hunter trapper that's Ooh. coming in tomorrow, who, who's on the phone with my mother, and my mom's like, so now you're live trapping it and, and releasing it, right? And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> mom's like, okay. And she said, how, he said, how touchy, how warm and fuzzy are you? And she said, Pretty warm and fuzzy. Why? And he said, well, I want to bait the cage with a live rabbit. And mom's like, okay, just don't tell me about it. Uh So he's coming tomorrow at nine to 
get the lay of the land and figure out what to do. Uh-huh. And we have the game camera up, but we didn't catch any glimpse of it two nights ago, and I didn't get a chance to look at the footage today. So tomorrow I'll have to look at the footage and see where, see if we ever actually see one. But mom's mm-hmm. leaving clothing out in the chicken coop because if they can smell us, they won't come in. Oh. So she actually sat out there. She got up at four o'clock in the morning the first night and sat out there for three mm-hmm. hours and froze to death because she was trying to protect the chickens. <laughs> and then it came in as soon as she left and killed them. Ugh. It's really scary. I mean, I'm not attached to my chickens, so if it's killing the chickens, I'm mad, but I, I'm not horrible about it. If it gets one yeah. of my cats, I'm going to be really unhappy. Yeah. Mm. So I, they're all staying inside? We're trying, but they escape yeah. every other minute, so. Mm. they don't know about that, and they don't yeah. want to be inside. No. <laughs> oh, they don't smell the bobcat? No, although Maggie's been really, really antsy. Like, she, I called her to come in earlier. And she got up on the porch and there was some noise and she like stopped and froze and turned around and looked all around before she'd even finished coming in. But that's going to kill her because she's going to freeze to see what's going on and it's going to have her. So that's not a good sign. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it can get my Alex. I mean, it could try, but Alex is 15 or 20 pounds of of (laughs) poof. So, but he wouldn't be able to like run away very fast. So I don't know what would happen with that. But it's been pretty scary. And the the trapper said there's hundreds. Mom's like, aren't they, like, endangered? We don't want to kill it. He's like, oh, lady, there are so many of them in your area. It's not even funny. So I guess we've been really lucky for the 19 years we've been here that we've not encountered a bobcat before. I know that there's a cougar in the town I work that ranges near the preschool quite often and has killed people's dogs. So at least we don't have the cougar. There's that. There's the, there's the Hufflepuff in me looking on the bright side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a song about that in our musical. Right side of life. That's the one. I sing it twice. Three times. Uh, no, just twice. I saw pictures of the, you, you guys on your Facebook today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Taking some shots every night, I think. So. That's cool. The director keeps posting out more because he's also the, the manager of the theater so he always likes to have lots of pictures of things and post them up and try and convince people to come so. mm-hmm. yeah well if i was a little closer i would yeah, i know i would do but you're, you're you're kind of far away <laughs> just a little just a little yeah, yeah. oh and they're you're in another country <laughs> they're calling mm-hmm. for snow tomorrow oh jeez. they are snow tomorrow and friday great oh i'm sorry it's 60 here well not yeah, quite tomorrow more, but... to be sm- thursday I th- yeah the, the weather here is freaky yeah, the the hedgehog got it wrong. We don't have winter anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, after that last snow, all of a sudden it's just so spring, like really spring. Yeah, I haven't worn a That's jacket cool. in three days. Wow. We had snow on the ground this morning, but it's pretty much all melted on like the main streets oh, and sidewalks. I, I and things still have now. about a foot of snow. It hasn't melted yet, but it's still the weather's long, so it's just puddles everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or 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 it's all in the shade. It's ice. Yeah. So you're walking along, you're like, la, 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 and then (laughs) you're walking along, la, 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 and then you slip and fall. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. So, Melinda, talking about my bobcat, what is the animal that you think got butterbeer? Oh, a fisher cat. Fisher cat. Okay. Which is on par with my bobcat. Yeah, they're mean. They're just nasty things. Yeah. I thought fisher cats were, like, in, not here. I forget where, but... I don't remember them from when I was a kid, but there, there's a lot of them around now. 
Really? At least where Melinda lives. Because you're in a pretty dense area of trees and things like that. Yeah, I'm in boonies. (laughs) So, well, we should probably start just so we don't have to keep everybody up really, really late. Yeah, that would be good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let me go find my notes somewhere. There we go. Notes are good. Let's see. It wants to install something on my computer. I will tell it later. There's something weird going on. Oh, my. We need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. We could. (laughs) You've got three now. (laughs) What have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. (laughs) Oh, dear. Wow. You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. (laughs) (laughs) And I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chicken (laughs) bone? Who dares into my chambers? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something. It totally needs to be cute. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Yeah, Google food is always food. useful. Okay, Google food came in town with us. Fun. Well, that's oh. always good, too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was going to say, I don't want to know what kind of fun you were having. <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that because... <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Thanks. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> you are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state, it's all. Doing the Ryan thing. <laughs> oh, Want to hear my stupid story? Yes. (laughs) I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just brought a lot of memories and I'm thinking, oh, shit. Me and my oversharing. (laughs) You do like to do that. She flews the headmaster's office, and Albus says, Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just... (laughs) (laughs) Because we were slightly off topic. Off topic? Us? Never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. Gave me some big brassy balls. Well, you know, we have to have balls. That's what we do. I I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. (laughs) I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the podcast that, I'm sorry, I'm listening to my mom outside and I keep hearing, no, 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 ah! Oh, no. <laughs> it's a bad sign. Oh, do you need to go check? She's trying to get mm-hmm. Jack in. I don't know if she just lost Maggie again or not. I told oh, her she needed me. She could come get me. So, all right. Okay. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the family of podcasts that is Potterfic Weekly. I am Sue. I'm Scott. 
I'm Melinda. And I'm Moni. And we are doing the next few chapters of Prisoners by Whitetail, which is found on Potions and Snitches. We didn't say that last time. And we are starting with Chapter 6 and going through, I believe, Chapter 12. We are starting with The Subtle Art of Shaving. You know, before we start, I was thinking last time, so what if we had White Squirrel and what's this one? White? White Tail, which is a deer. White Tail? Yeah. Have we had any other whites? I swear there was something else besides white squirrel. It seems like there was, but I can't remember. Probably. There was another squirrel one, I maybe. Oh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> we'll have to look through our archives later. But My little Jack is apparently being a pain Snape's in the butt. Snape's reactions to, yeah. uh, well, he tends to do that, I've heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we start on Snape's POV, and he's... Basically regretting everything that happened the night before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually you do that under different circumstances, but yes. It's like, I broke down and was nice to him. I don't understand. Yeah. what. <laughs> nice to the little brat. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I actually was amused by how he was amazed at how quickly Harry responded to the change in his tone of voice when he stopped yelling at him, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gee, have you never experienced yeah. other people responding to that? <laughs> Maybe this is happy problem. Well, apparently he knows how to deal with his Slytherins. Yeah. I think they're, he'd they're, know how to deal with with, with yeah, but Harry. The Slytherins never seem scared of him either. No, they never seem I scared I would be. He was never as mean to, to them as he was to the others. Mm-hmm. And they also start at 11, not 4. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And so, yeah, and, but poor Snape, he's, you know, we're seeing the human side of Snape, which is kind of a fun thing to see because he, once he starts figuring out that, oh, hey, Harry isn't his father, A, and B, Harry's a kid and human as well, then we kind of get to see Snape's human side and he's actually remembering his childhood and the different things that he went through and, and how he felt at that age too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, making him self-reflect a little more, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So he's uh, despising himself and then feeling sorry for Potter, which is a very unsnape-like thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it take, takes a minute to get used to that. Mm-hmm. But still, it's it's different when it's a adolescent to when it's a four-year-old, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's sort of realizing... Um, he should could have been more open when he was a kid too, and maybe things would have turned out a little better. But yeah, yeah, I very much liked the connections he was making to losing someone. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. So the bit that really just got me was toward the end of the what is it first paragraph, beginning mm-hmm. of the second, where it was like it was Slytherin's largest problem and best kept secret. How else could the Dark Lord gather so many followers? From one house alone, he promised safety, protection, family. The whole world knew that Slytherins had a thirst to prove themselves, but what they did did not know was that the thing so many Slytherins were trying to prove was that they were worthy of love. And I'm just sitting there crying my eyes out reading this. Thank God my roommate wasn't home. I thought of you when Mm -hmm. I read it, Mooney. Oh, Oh my God. Well, a number of people have sort of made that connection with that comment that the sorting hat makes in the first book, like the, the reason that Harry has this thirst to prove himself is because of his upbringing. And so when they do AUs where either he has, you know, a loving family and then there's no offer for him to go to Slytherin or when he chooses to go to Slytherin and it's sort of 
feeds into that whole thing. I've seen before where, you know, Snape is shocked by Harry Potter being sorted into Slytherin and has to do this reevaluating sooner in their relationship. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how they sort of make it work for the fic. So you don't have the, the teacher that's supposed to be in your corner being the one who absolutely hates you. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've always been under the impression though, that the, the swing hat considered Harry for all the houses, not just Slytherin. It was just the focus went to Slytherin because Harry didn't want that so much. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he, the, the sorting hat made comments about him being kind and being clever and it was going through all of them to see where see where he would fit it was Harry so he could have saying not slytherin not slytherin not slytherin and that's what made the the sorting hat hone in on slytherin yeah. so it could have been a hat stall what so he could have been a hat stall it could have just sat there and like i don't know which house to put you in no i think it was okay you could be a hufflepuff or you could be a ravenclaw but you're leaning more towards Slytherin and Gryffindor, and Harry's like, not Slytherin, not uh, Slytherin, not Slytherin. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, in that case, it has to be Gryffindor. And uh-huh. I totally see the uh, the hat with actual founders inside of it, and yep. they're all arguing over him <laughs> when I hear about that because of that fic that we I remember read. those fics, yep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I, I write those sorting inks every once in a while. They're, they're really fun to write where... You know, they're disembodied voices in the hat. And they're like, Ooh, Ooh this is I one see, of mine. I oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, speaking of sea things, I watched a video this, this afternoon right before we started this. And it's three teenage boys just barely off oh, the dear. coast in a little crab boat that they're rowing. So they have no, no motor or anything like that. And, <laughs> They throw a rope in the water to like anchor themselves or something and catch the attention of small, of young orcas who literally okay. are jumping and playing pretty far away from them and they're filming them and they're just like, wow, look at that. That's so cool. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh no, they're coming at us. We've got to get out of here. And they're like standing up in the boat. We better sit down. I'm like, yeah, sit your butts down in that boat, you idiots. <laughs> and they start to row and they look down and and it blows right next to the boat. It comes up and, and breathes and just yeah. <laughs> I know that all of them were changing their pants. Yeah. And then they just they're like underneath the boat and swimming and surfacing all around them and they're just freaking out. Me, I'd be like, uh, Come here, let me touch you. Can I you know, uh, I'll go in the water with them? And these kids were just having heart attacks. It was really kind of funny. It is cool. I know we've we've taken our boat out. If you go out a little bit past where Provincetown is, um down. You can always, always find the whales and they will come, you know, they dwarf your boat. They're huge, mm-hmm. but it is very, very cool to just be out there and watch them jump in and everything. It, it's, I, I would like to touch one if I could, but they never get close enough. They, they know where you are. Yeah. But they're still really, really close, closer than you ever would be on a, like on a big, you know, tour, bu- tour mm-hmm. boat or anything. I, I have a wonderful children's book where the kid is always trying to chase the whales, chase the whales, and, and he can never get close to them. And it's a sailboat with the the piece that comes down kind of out of the middle that keeps it steady. And so he pulls okay, it yeah. out of the water and he paints it to look like an orca. And then they totally swim all around uh-huh. him and stuff like that. And then, of course, something happens. There's a storm or, or something and the boat breaks and they end up pushing him to shore because he can't get there on his own so it's always one of my favorite ones because i love the orcas they're they're one of my favorites yeah i've always enjoyed 
pictures of them anyway. I've never actually seen one in person. Mm -hmm. They're very dramatic. It's like the Holstein cows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's great pictures of them where they're like coming up on fisher boats and, and touching noses with the dog that's like wiggling out from underneath them and stuff like that. So I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Mom actually uh, was kayaking. They were circumnavigating uh, an island in Mexico, and they had just beached when the pot of orcas came into the cove where they were, and they couldn't get back out until you know quick enough. But they got to see them from the shore. But that would have been so cool to be out there in a kayak with them. Oh my god, I'd have been wetting my pants too. <laughs> They're usually pretty careful, so. But I have totally derailed us. Of course. So I guess we should get back to Poppy. Who yeah, is... Poppy is there to fit the brace um, on on his leg, and he just wants that brace off, but he's he's not ready to have it off. No. And I, I love her. She's like, how are you? And he's like, the same as yesterday. <laughs> Eeyore. <laughs> you took your potions this morning? No, I gave them to Potter. Okay, so you took them. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. She's just like grinding his teeth. <laughs> There's no nonsense whatsoever, and he's not going to pull one over on her. She's not intimidated by him either. No. Nope. I have heard these same questions for the past 20 days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, she massages his arm and does different things and gets the brace. It's and going he, through occupational therapy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. She helps him, you know, do some walking exercises and, and all these things, and he wants it off. And finally, then they, she offers, you know, she can change the color or put mm -hmm. a design or something on it. Even Stitches. after all this time, he asked if he would, she would put a lily on it. That I, I, something I found very touching about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. And even Poppy has a, a tear in her eye. It yeah. takes her a second to get why he would ask for that. Mm -hmm. Twigs. Yeah. Well, these two paragraphs had me like mood whiplash. It was like, you know, sad that it was also just funny for like two sentences and it was all sad again it was just, ugh. <laughs> yeah because then they go to the idea of him having to do the muggle sewing card which which i just oh, yeah. i haven't even heard of a sewing card since i was a little kid but i just it, it completely amused me mm -hmm. what is a sewing card i i get i think i get the general gist but their um card i have one it's on the other yeah, side of my bed right now follow the pattern with the you know basically it's the putting the needle in and out of the card yeah you and, just and you make, make different patterns on the on the card it's just to help yeah. with the dexterity yeah it's exactly what oh i think i did one of those in school mm -hmm. we do them every once in a while yeah. i make like doctor bags with the kids and then i have the kids sew the doctor bags so that they can have oh, a yeah. bag and we put band-aids in it and they just think that's way cool <laughs> So she makes him promise to work on them daily. <laughs> and he's like, really? Fine. <laughs> but she also gives him a quill that's, it's basically a children's quill. It's yeah. got a little grip on it so he can and hold it a little easier. And then, yeah, no spilling ink so that if Harry's running through the house, he can't spill it. And tells him he needs to be pen pals with Dumbledore. <laughs> Snape wonders if Dumbledore knows about this. but. Yeah, so that's yeah. Uh, that's where we leave Snape is uh, thinking about he's got to uh, write Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he kind of. Oh, is this is the chapter where Snape says saving wing. 
Yes, there is a scathingly in here. That that made me laugh because we have a scathingly. <laughs> I missed that. Because we're puffwa. Well, and he decides he's going to shave because if he doesn't shave fast, he, then he looks like his father. And God forbid he looks like his father. Now, you know, just getting older <laughs> makes him look like his father. And yeah, apparently no, no. Snape is a very hairy man and he <laughs> grows facial hair. <laughs> you know, he's got a 12 o'clock shadow and a 3 o'clock shadow and a 5 o'clock shadow. So he's, he's got to shave. Uh, so he starts putting the shaving cream on his face. And, you know, when I think about shaving, I think of the little pink safety razor and, and stuff like that. But I imagine that he's oh. using a straight razor, which yeah. could be very dangerous, especially with his grip in his hands. Yeah, and he, 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 called it. yeah he thinks to himself, yeah. hmm, I'm out of Dittany. I better be careful. Lo and behold, bang. <laughs> yep. He just about cuts his throat. <laughs> my one comment reading that was... Thank God my days of cutting myself shaving are over. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have like a depilatory spell or something. Mm-hmm. No, Bill gave gave Harry a, a, a an enchanted razor for like his birthday mm-hmm. in Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, there, there must be a. So they uh, have them. Yeah, this is just Snape's. This is his work. ritual that yeah. he likes to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his ritual, and I love this. Because he goes in and he's like, what in the name of Merlin was that about? And Harry's like, I fell down the stairs. Says, Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I slipped. Because I really felt like falling down the stairs. No. <laughs> There's no reason. <laughs> don't do it again. Especially when I'm shaving. Do you want me to cut my jugular? No, sir. Yeah. And Harry's looking at me. Not like he had any idea that he was shaving. Even but... within his teenage mind, he'd be thinking, yeah, well, it wouldn't be so bad. Mm. <laughs> and here's this half-crazed man. He's got half his face shaved, the other half is shaving cream, and mixed with the shaving cream is blood. He's a scary thing. No wonder poor Harry has nightmares. Yeah. Uh, and then I had the demon barber of Fleet Street going through my head through the rest of the chapter. Uh-huh. And then poor, poor Harry has lost his lion. Yeah, but now Snape returns to get them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like the little, the last paragraph in that bit. He's, you know, muttering darkly about Potter probably laughing about this. And then he realizes four-year-old Potter probably doesn't realize how important shaving is. And maybe teenage Potter doesn't either because James could never grow a thing. So, ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then he gives Harry a tough time for being immature. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, they're more like each other than they want to admit. Mm-hmm. Harry's missing his lion, and he actually asks for help in finding it. And of course. Oh my god! I know. Uh, yeah, Snape's fun of him. Yeah. Snape is a git. Yeah, this is me. This is this is not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently, but Harry has to be four years old to finally actually snap back and say. Just because you're mad at something else doesn't mean you could take it, on, take it out, out on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Harry. Yeah. And then that ticks Snape off and he starts breathing hard and Harry's cup of milk shatters spectacularly. The glasses in this house are, they need to go to, to yeah, straight they plastic. To some kind of a spell on them that they're unbreakable or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine, like, all wizarding houses, like, with, with small children would go through stuff like this. Yeah. 
Well, and and I guess normally in a wizarding house, you just would repair it, but neither one of them can That's use true. magic, so it doesn't work. That's true. So the thing I found most heartbreaking of all was that, that the place when Harry looks for a place that he needs a source of security, he, he finds the cupboard and crawls mm-hmm. back in there. I was like, oh, really? I know. Yeah. That's, that's tough. And then Snape, who's been thinking about his father a lot today, realizes that he is his father. He acted just like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am him. I'm him. And we have a flashback with his father. What kind of boy sleeps with a stuffed pony? Daddy, give Bailey back. Please, Daddy. And he throws him in the fire. Mean old man. And drags him upstairs. Mm-hmm. And Snape wants to know when he became his father. How could I have done this? And he's sick to so his stomach. feeling bad for it. Oh, yeah. No, his father wouldn't have. No, absolutely. His father wouldn't have. Mm-mm. Yeah, There's nothing wrong really with sleeping with stuffed animals. I still have one, I'm ashamed to admit. <laughs> I still have my I pillow. I have a closet full in Saskatoon. I just didn't bring any with me. <laughs> I sleep with the live cat. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> hmm. <That's> generally, <laughs> stuffed animals are the substitute for having pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then poor Harry gets up in the middle of the... Well, he never actually goes to bed. He's still in the closet or the cupboard. And then he decides to go looking for buttons, and it's very dark. I'm surprised Snape didn't go look for him or something. No, because Snape was feeling so bad. He was kind of feeling sorry for himself at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. And then Harry goes into the kitchen, because he kind of remembers being in the kitchen, and then to his horror, here comes Snape (laughs) in his pajamas. Snape spends a lot of time in his jammies in this book, in this story. Yeah. And Harry oh, wonders if... Doesn't want another confrontation with him, so he hides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Snape tries to get a drink of water, and of course he can't hold the glass, and it falls and shatters again. But at least this time only in three pieces, so it's not so bad. And mm-hmm. Snape breaks down. Yeah. He just bawls. He just sits on the floor and he cries. Oh, God. And now Harry is seeing that Snape is human. Yeah, and he's on a tough time, too. But can you imagine? I mean, never, one thing to be, like, like, as a little kid, to see the, the, uh, an adult, or even the adult that's supposed to be taking care of you. But never mind that. But as a teacher, I I, I just kind of thought, this has got to kind of be, like, an overwhelming, like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of it's always startling even to just see your teachers outside of school, right. let alone see one in the middle of a breakdown. I remember <laughs> once... My son, he was a third grader at the time, and, and I had the boys at the at the mall. We were going to go to see a, a movie, and we were walking by, and there's his teacher sitting there with her husband. You know, they, they were obviously seeing a different movie, but they're waiting in line to go in. So my younger two were, were I don't think they were even in school yet, so they're very chatty with her and chalk and everything, and Connor was silent. He was just completely silent the entire thing. And then he know, she, he didn't talk to her. He didn't say a word, and she tried to engage in nothing, 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 and finally she went to see and he leaned over and he whispered and he goes, they're allowed to leave the school? She doesn't live there, hon. She doesn't, you know? It's just, they it's all just think we do. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah it, it completely blew his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, I was even in, you know, eighth grade, running into my art teacher and my geography teacher who were married to each other. Uh, outside with my, you know, when I was out with my parents, it was weird. I mean, even in college, I ran into my advisor at the local grocery store. That was weird. Now, I was lucky enough not to have gone to the local gay club and run into my advisor, but I've had <laughs> friends who did that. You know, they'd turn around and be like, oh, 
God, my like, you know, English teacher is right behind me. I'll see you Monday. Well, I told you guys the story but, about going and picking up beer in Mike's Hard Lemonade and walking out with them in my hand, smack dab into one of my kids, didn't I? Oh. No. <laughs> That's funny. Mom said, we were having tacos, and Mom said, did you get the beer? And I said, no, I didn't know you needed beer, and I don't drink beer, so, you know. So she's like, well, we can't have tacos without beer. So I went down to the <laughs> local grocery outlet to get beer. I love your <laughs> Kid. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, you can't have it without beer. <laughs> so, and while I was there, they had mics on sale. So I bought a six pack uh, of each. Yeah. And I told them I didn't need a bag. I'd just carry them out. And then I walked out into, you know, one of my students and their parents. And I was mortified that here I come out with, you know, all this booze in my hands. Hi, just your child's teacher going drinking. Don't mind me. And they were absolutely fine with it, you know. Yeah. But I was I was mortified because, yeah. Yeah. Eh. Not like you're 17. That's true. <laughs> God, that would be a whole different story. Yeah. But, yeah, don't get caught by the parents. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> but we are allowed out of school. That- Dang it. That, that is usually the case. Getting caught by parents of any kind is... Yeah. Mm. Well, our whole society, I think, has gone a little nuts with stuff. Like, I know a couple girlfriends and I, we went to we went to a Patriots game, actually. And while we were in the parking lot, uh, before we went into the game, one of the players on the team, I don't know if you know Gronk at all, but he's a big Patriots football player. And he has this bus that his whole family has. It's the Gronk bus. And it's always riding around and it goes to all the games and it's people come and get on the bus and they take pictures with all his family and this whole thing. So we came across the Gronk bus. So we went on and Gronk is obviously a very young, I mean, he's got a stripper pole in the middle of the bus. (laughs) As people get on the bus, they hand them, it's like this bottle of vodka, but it was like, I mean, it was probably bigger than me. It was like you hold the vodka and you stand at the stripper pole and you take a picture with Gronk's face. It's just what they do. But I have met one friend with me and she's the president of the PTO and she wouldn't get in the picture. And she was like panicking that we can't put these pictures on Facebook because she'll get in trouble from the other parents. And I'm like, but you're not with any students. You're out with adults. And it didn't matter. She couldn't. Uh, like people have gone a little overboard, I think. Yeah. But it was a funny day. Well, and, and, you know, it's not like that where I work now, but I've worked at church schools where I have to sign an agreement. And, you know, if I'm seen drinking or anything like that, I could get fired. I mean, that was a long time ago, but really, yeah, oh. they, you know, they have a morality clause. Oh, so I don't have one now. I can yeah. be immoral now, but I couldn't back <laughs> then, <laughs> but I'm a Hufflepuff and you know, that probably is not going to happen. Oh, come now. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Harry wishes he could turn away and not watch Snape. But he's frozen to the spot, and he knows that if Snape finds him, Snape will skin him alive. Yeah, <laughs> so which is probably very true. He can't yeah. do anything. He just yeah, so he's, he's trapped there. He's just got to wait. Yeah. And finally, Snape, he, he can't drink out of the glass, so he just does what all kids do and cups his hand underneath the faucet and just drinks that way, which mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. I still do that occasionally. Mm-hmm. Although I've never actually cupped my hand. I just stick my face in it. <laughs> Which might have been how he did it. I usually yeah. cup my hand, so I wasn't, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what you were picturing. That's how what I was picturing. I can't remember. But at any rate, we move on to the next chapter, and Harry's waking up cranky because he didn't sleep well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was hiding in the cupboard all night. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and he remembers something that Mrs. Weasley had said to him. We are all foolish when it comes to our enemies, and while I know he did awful things to Sirius, have you ever considered that he did such things because he has known little but cruelty in his life? And that's really making him think about things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the known nothing but cruelty just is ringing a bell, but I can't figure out what other story I'm, I'm trying to come up with. Mm. Well, I think that means canon, that, that his, his family, his father was very cruel. No, 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 right, I no, mean the, the, phrasing, she's, the phrasing. She's remembering oh, oh, oh. another fic. No, I don't think it's a fic. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll find it eventually. Yeah. Come to you at 3 a.m. or whatever. That's usually how it, <laughs> I know, how it goes. Like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We have Harry uh, sitting down at breakfast with Snape, only he's not hungry. He doesn't want to eat. Snape is insisting that he has to eat. And it it just struck me, why do people like always tell you you have to eat when you're nauseous? When, you, when you're nauseous, you can't eat. So right. This, this is like, this is it's a little backwards. Well, it's because Snape knows he's skinny and yeah, yeah, he wants him to eat, and he doesn't really believe him when he says he doesn't feel great, and so yeah. Harry yeah. makes and he wasn't there for to see can, Harry eat the first part of it before he stopped eating. So. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can last days without food and not even get dizzy. So he's bragging about it for a minute. Then all of a sudden, I think he realizes what he says, and then he's yeah. like, and then he's really dizzy. So yeah. it's like, when was it that you went yeah. days without food? And he's like, when I was sick. Yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. sick. He's got those <laughs> lies a little too quick covering up his tracks. There, he's, mm-hmm. he's done that before. Yeah. yeah. He's like, ooh, that was too close. That was close, yeah. I'm sure he uh, skedaddled out of there as quick as he could. Mm -hmm. Kept his mouth Mm -hmm. really full and then ran for it. Yeah, so he couldn't ask questions again. And and in the next little bunch of uh, paragraphs, we have Snape is me. Because when I get really upset or whatever, I clean. I haven't been upset (laughs) enough lately. I really need to get upset so I can clean. Uh, well, I'm just surprised that, though, going back to that previous bit, that Snape didn't, like, clue in on anything, that he was just so... He will. It's just going to take him a few more Yeah, tries. I think it's... Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but... We clue in on it so quickly, because we know, as the readers, we know all along what's happened. That's For, for, for the, being the yeah. first thing you're getting, especially, he's had the image in his mind that, that Harry's this spoiled little prince who's been doted upon his whole life. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a few more comments, I think, to, to turn that idea around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny, you know, because as the the person looking in, you do get this. I'm reading uh, a series of unfortunate events right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and there's a, a part in it where something's happening, and I'm, like, totally yelling at the story going, this is what it means. And they're just like, I wonder what his plan is. I know he's got a plan, but I got, I'm like, ah! <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we are able to see things quicker than the... The characters. Dramatic irony. Mm-hmm. So Snape's cleaning and he's thumping around on the couch trying to get it all nice and neat and he finds buttons. And now he has to go apologize. Oh dear. I'm going to have to give this back. Mm-hmm. And I should probably apologize when I do that. But I really don't want to do I that. Love that. <laughs> the lion belt with the button eyes. So I, 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 I would like a lion like Harry has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be cute. I always liked lions. Hello, Professor. Afternoon, Potter. <laughs> it just seems funny calling a little four-year-old by his last name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems weird. 
I should do that at school tomorrow and just freak the kids out. <laughs> just see the kid, what the kid does, like, look at you, like, what? <laughs> yeah. I have one kid that if you ask him his name, he, he tells you all of his names, and he does it so fast that you can't understand a word he says. So that would be pretty funny to, to use their last names. I might try that tomorrow. So. Practicing up to be Percy, is he? Mm-hmm. Yes. To roll Did Percy ever do that? Different Percy. Yeah. I oh, love when, when, this when he gives Harry Potter Percy back. does when he's being the scribe, but that was an official thing. Um, yeah. But this is another Percy. Percy Jackson Percy or different Percy? No. Can... Percy from uh, Critical Role. He's a, uh. he's a um, human aristocrat, so whenever he actually introduces himself to somebody, he uses all seven names <laughs> with the, the third at the end, you know. But uh. you can call him Percy. <laughs> And you could do it. I can never do it. Well, can go ahead. Okay, let's see if I can remember. Per, Percival Klausowski von Musu or Frederick Stein Dorello the Third. I think I mixed up the order of some of them. Uh, but, yes. Yeah, and he always does it. You know, trips right off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was great last week. The week before, when when Sam said it back to him and yeah. rolled it right off his tongue. So. And what show is this? Too. Critical Role. It's uh, Dungeons and Dragons, played by voice oh, okay. actors. So oh. it's it's really well done because they're actors and they role play really really well. So it's if really you've fun seen to some watch. of Sue's posts on Facebook from she was posting about the last year that we went to the con. That's who we met there was oh, some mm-hmm. people from this show. Right now, one of the characters has a new character. And he's literally playing Gilderoy Lockhart with a little bit of Newt thrown in. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. And it's hilarious. He, he's this, he's basically like a 15-year-old, except I think he's supposed to be, you know, 28 or something. Yeah. Who's going out into the world to be an adventurer, and he's going to be the best adventurer ever. And all that he has is he's built this sort of clockwork companion that takes down his uh, adventures for him in the big book. Yes. And um, he's writing his book. Yes. And um, he's got all of these artifacts and such that do his fighting for him because he has no actual skill himself. He just sort of has, he has a lot of money or his parents have a lot of money. So mm-hmm. he's bought all these things that will hopefully keep him safe. And then just dep- pretends that he's this great and wonderful adventurer. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. <laughs> yeah. But he's hilarious. So we have poor Snape and poor Harry, who are both tired because neither has slept. And Snape's trying to apologize, but he's not doing a very good job of it. I love Just like, no. found this here. Back. What did you do to him? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, my <laughs> I mean, I, can you blame Harry? He, no, I can't blame him at all. I do think it's funny that he's right on the ball with mm-hmm. his waiting, yeah. you know. Yeah, Dudley probably took People his... People don't give me things. Thing I don't exactly. understand. Yeah. No. yeah. And the little... Can you just see this little four-year-old just facing off to Snape? What yeah. do you do, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Snape but, having his hanging his head and scuffing his toe. I just... The mm-hmm. whole image of the scene amused me. 
Yeah. And I love that. Although Snape not being good with kids, I think, is actually helping a little bit here. Yeah. Because he just says everything straight out. He Mm -hmm. doesn't try and phrase anything the way that you would when you're talking to a four-year-old. He just says, I didn't mean what I said. It was a stupid thing for me to say. And I can't really tell you why, because that's embarrassing. But you have no reason to be ashamed. And you were right. Which is the hardest part for him to say. (laughs) Of course it is. Yeah. And I love that he turns to leave and and Harry says, wait, thank you. Thank you. I know. Yeah. 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 There are some moments in this fic that I can really picture. Mm -hmm. Although I don't, I feel like I'm probably picturing like an eight-year-old because I just have no real conception of what four-year-olds look like. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And Harry thinks he's going to sleep better, but he doesn't. And he's even more exhausted. And Snape realizes that he's not sleeping and asks him if he's having, you know, if he's sleeping all right or having nightmares. And Harry says no. his standard line, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine the tone it must have. Just think about how irritable little kids get when they're mm-hmm. tired. Oh, yeah. I Thank think you. of how irritable I get when I'm tired. Forget yeah, the little kids. <laughs> I'm getting a little cranky right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> says you don't look fine have you been having nightmares <laughs> no no i'm going to stuff my mouth with porridge so you can't ask me anything anymore <laughs> who says i have to sleep anyway <laughs> trust me kid you'll appreciate it when you get older <laughs> yep which is not something a child wants to hear i know i know no. Mm-hmm. And now and this is where we actually get Buttons gets named. Mm-hmm. He's decided that's its name now. Yeah. Got button eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he falls asleep and sleeps deeply all the way through morning and what's his bed again. Yeah. And so he's. This is the first time in the bed, I think, though. Yes, that's true. He just yeah. wet, him, wet, wet himself on his way to the bathroom. So this yeah. is wetting the bed. Yeah. I didn't think he had initially for the first two seconds. I thought he just sweated himself, you know, just, I took me a second to realize that he actually. Yeah. And, yeah. Can you imagine having this happen to you, having it, the teenage mind still in there mm-hmm. and having to go to snake with it? Oh my God. Uh, he's just got to be <laughs> mortified. No. Well, oh, he's really trying to sneak past him and not have him notice, but it doesn't work. <laughs> to be fair, if he was 15, he'd be having other issues. In yeah. bed, but you know, <laughs> and be equally as mortified. That's yeah. what right. is for. So, <laughs> of, of the two, I think this is a little bit um, easier for Harry to uh, deal possibly. With. Maybe he still doesn't know. really want to be. Yeah, I yeah. don't. But could you? Oh God. Because even though his body is four, he doesn't, he's not thinking of himself as four. This is more like, how can this happen to me? Because mm-hmm. he goes back and forth. Like sometimes you can definitely see his mind getting younger and younger and just do it. But but then other times there's definitely a teenage attitude there, even coming out of this little, little person. Right. Well, even I'm assuming four-year-olds and teenagers aren't that different. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> I don't know, just, just like that sort of like, I can do it myself kind of attitude. And, you know, so there's stuff like that that isn't, <laughs> well, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I I shared your uh, story with a parent yesterday or Friday. I, I We were doing a, a parent-teacher conference and mom says, I need to ask you a question. And I'm sort of embarrassed to ask. And I said, the answer is yes. And she said, oh, I 
I don't know what to do about it. And, and I said, well, maybe you better ask because I'm pretty sure I know which question is. But she said, is he always holding himself? And I said, yes, <laughs> he is. And she's like, I don't know what to do about it. I And I said, well, we always ask him if he needs to use the restroom. And then when he tells us no, we just ignore it because we don't want to make a big deal. And she's like, I just... I, I don't know what to do. I've never had a boy before. I So I shared the story about what your father-in-law said father, about yeah. five minutes after we die. Yeah. Yeah. actually I, I, made I, her I, feel better. They stop. And yeah, I think he uses about five minutes after we die. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you don't mind. But yeah, it made no, her feel much no. better. <laughs> of course, she has no <laughs> idea who you are. Confusing. <laughs> They do as they become teenagers learn to cover it better, but not mm -hmm. always. Yeah. <laughs> we just have better self control. That's all. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Some of the time. I have one with his hands down the front, one with his hands down the back all day long. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Well, it's not really designed for sitting for long periods of time, which is what we are expected to do. So Well, he's you know. there it's usually during playtime that he's mm. But yeah. I don't know. He's four. Just he one has of those no things. control. Yeah. That's what they, I told they, his they mother. They don't even acknowledge. It doesn't even register with them. Just, nope. And now as teenagers, if you bring it back up, they would be absolutely horrified if they came down here and heard me talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not mortify your children. That would be bad. <sighs> so Snape wants, Snape, of course, figures out what's going on and tells him that if it continues that he might need to talk to Poppy because it could be like a medical problem and now Harry is completely mortified again and it's never going to happen again. Never. Uh, I, I could actually sympathize with both of them mm -hmm. on this one because Snape is like feeling I think a little over his head and he, he, he needed to address this issue. He needed to do something to and Harry just as much needed not to address it. Let's mm -hmm. not talk about it. So it's like, it was it was an amusing scene, but I could I could see both points coming in this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know. That happens quite a bit in this story actually. Now that we've sort of got past the initial walls from both of them. You can see mm -hmm. both of them being reasonable about things, just coming at them from different directions. Different mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is, I think is a great, great part of what I like about this story. Right. And, of course, young Harry resorts to the worst thing you can do when you're, well, the worst thing that a child can say to someone else, they think, when they're little. <laughs> runs upstairs. And runs upstairs where Snape can't chase them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we leave Snape in the kitchen pinching the bridge of his nose. Like, Am I too probably, tactless or is he too sensitive? Quite honestly, hmm. thinking I hate him too. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't stick his tongue out as he's retreating back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh -huh. It's like, I'm not cut out for dealing with little children. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You really aren't. No. No, oh, thank God Snake didn't have kids. Yeah. Well, maybe if he had, he would have learned something by now. I, mean, I think that it's different, though, because a lot of people that all of a sudden are thrust, like, with all of a sudden with just a four-year-old or a teen, and they have no idea. But when it's your own kid and you start from the very beginning, you, you, you kind of learn as you go along. You don't automatically know. That's like, what my I remember, mother keeps telling me. I remember being so horrified the very first day my husband and I brought Connor home from the hospital. 
and we came into our little house and we had him in his, you know, his car seat. He was all wrapped up. And we put him, you know, on the table and the two of us just kind of sat there and just, you know, he was asleep at the time, you know, not even doing it. And we're just looking at him like, and then we're looking at him like, well, now what, what do we do? do, we do now? Like, <laughs> they just let us take, take this kid home and what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. They don't come with instruction books. It's yeah, very sad. They, they need to do this. Here's this creature. <laughs> That you have to take care of and protect, and you just like, yeah, now what? And mm-hmm. even as they're growing, I remember being at times with them when they're, you know, you, you, as they're toddlers and you're learning, but then you see kids with older, friends with older kids or whatever, and, and you're like, oh my God, I can handle this, what I'm doing now, but what am I going to do when they're that? But, but it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a gradual mm-hmm. easing into it. So you, you, you kind of figure it out as you go along. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as I have a friend who always said, yeah, but your first child is your test case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always feel so bad about that. But since I'm a first child, I say that, but yeah, you do. You make all your mistakes on the first one. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and it's different the, ones on the other ones. It's the first one, you know, when they drop the binky and you sterilize it, and by the third <laughs> one, you just pop it in your mouth and just clean just it off your with your tongue and give it back. Give it back. Know. Yeah. I got my three kids. I got them T-shirts for Christmas. Did I tell you the story last time already? No, I don't think so. Um, don't think so. Uh, Connor got one. It's I'm the oldest child. I make the rules. Mm. And then Quinn has one that says I'm the middle child. The rules were made because of me. Colin <laughs> is the youngest. He got one. Says, I'm the youngest child. The rules don't apply to me. <laughs> That's totally the way it works. It's completely true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and Connor and Quinn both grumbled a little when Colin and Colin, of course, is the most proud he wears that shirt constantly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It's funny. Yeah. I'm the oldest, so I'm with you, Melinda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, chapter eight. Chapter eight. Morning rescue. Harry is having a terrible nightmare and is screaming, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Snape's like, oh, crap, what do I do? Yeah, now what do I do? Because he can't get up the stairs. I think this is this has got to be pretty frazzling yeah. to me to hear, you know, mm-hmm. even, you know, Snape may not be good with kids, but you still hear a little kid obviously screaming his lungs out that needs some help. And it's like, how am I going to get up there? Yeah. And he's he's not so bad until Harry goes, Mom, help me, please, Mom. Yeah, I cringed a little at that, oh. though, because he's never yeah. in his living memory known Lily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think he would call Mom. I don't. He's never said that, that he can ever remember. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that that, I mean, I know it was said just because of the significance to Snape, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just don't think that that would you know, he certainly wouldn't call opportunity either because she was never comforting to him. But I don't, no. he doesn't remember Lily enough to know that, that a mom brings comfort. Yeah, that's not really in his uh, lexicon. No. But then, oh, God, could you imagine him having a nightmare like that, not having anybody, you know, not sort of subconsciously yeah. Who could being you able call? to think of anybody? Yeah. Well, I think this came from, like, remember... um at the beginning of Order of the Phoenix, when Dudley was teasing Harry about him having the nightmare, and he was saying things like that, and Harry probably did call out for his mom after that, but simply, I think it was more, rather than as a little kid calling her, it was in the graveyard, because mm-hmm. she, she was one yeah. of them out of the graveyard. But but this is, I don't know, as a little kid, just calling for their mom is not where yeah. he is. So it kind of threw me out of the story a little bit. And so Snape has to walk up the stairs. And you can go up the first, like, three steps, but then it's this mountain, and he's, you know, come on, you can do it. Three more steps, two more steps, Ugh. one more stair, you can do it, and, you know, 
you gotta give me credit for all the effort. Yeah. yeah. Wake up, wake up, Potter, wake up. And yeah, and see, Harley has some serious nightmares because by now I would think, you know, you would have jarred yourself out of a. Yeah, you would have jarred yourself out of a dream like that by by how long it takes him to get up the stairs, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to sort of do the reverse of what worked last time because he tries to sort of do the quiet waking him up thing and that doesn't do anything and yeah. just has to bellow at him. That shocks him enough to wake him up. Yeah. And now he's like, are you okay? And and he's just frozen and Snape's like, now what do I do? And he looks around and he sees, yeah. he sees the, the little lion and he, he hands him the lion. You don't have to tell me about it if you don't want to, but I will listen if you ever want to talk. Just, he's getting better at this thing. Yeah, just find him. Yeah, he's getting better. And yeah. then he asks him if he wants him to stay, and Harry thinks about it for a bit and decides not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then then he has to go and get all the way back down the stairs. But he just slides yeah. down on his butt, which I love. Yeah, I do. I like the whole thing. <laughs> and he hopes that that Harry doesn't catch him. Funk. Plunk, plunk. <laughs> and then he's exhausted, so he goes back to his room and collapses. Or Ooh, back yeah. to the sitting room and falls and he, asleep he, he, he almost instantly. Yeah. And then we jump to Hermione, who is going to enter our story. Oh, mm-hmm. God. She yeah. is on the way to the store for tea. And she has to cut through a park and goes in and gets her her tea. And is heading back home <clears throat> when... She sees the dark mark above her house. Mm. And the tea falls from her grasp. Mm. And that was where we were going to end it last week, but we We decided to be less evil. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't thrilled with this, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because at this point of the story, I mean, Voldemort isn't just going after muggles all the time. I mean, it randomly, but not targeting them. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of always felt like, all right, Harry's already an orphan. Neville is basically an orphan. Now this is the third Gryffindor in the same year. It, it just, it seemed a little too much to me. That's that's how I felt mm. about it anyway. Yeah. I can, you know, Harry says later in this chapter when they find he finds out what happens, that it's his fault. And, of course, that he's Voldemort's targeting Hermione because he can't get to Harry. And mm-hmm. you know, I yeah, can, which very well may be true. Mm-hmm. Just the the fact, I don't know. To me, it was like, all right, enough with the orphans already. All in, yeah. in one dorm. It, it, I don't know. It just seems. Yeah. I can see. You know, it'd be harder to go after Ron because Ron's got the big family, and he'd be easier to find, but he'd be harder to get to. And Hermione's family would be fairly easy if they could find her. Which is always kind of an interesting thought on how how does Voldemort actually find the family? Yeah, um, they never really explain that, or at least they haven't in this set of chapters. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> if we find that out or not. There was once one fic where he just used the phone book. <laughs> yeah, didn't think he'd know how to do that. Dang. Yeah. Well, he is a half-blood as much as he tries to deny it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was raised in an orphanage. He would know. He would know how to use a phone book. How to use a phone in a phone book, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine. It's so amusing, though. Oh, my goodness. I'm just trying to imagine the Death Eaters watching him do this. I mean, I know he wouldn't, you know, do it where they could see this, but they'd just be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> 
I feel like Granger isn't an uncommon enough name for that to work, and uh, nobody true. would have like told him, "Oh yes, she's the one whose parents are dentists," because like, right. the Death Eaters wouldn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but it is still a funny idea. What, what's really funny is thinking about him having to go to the library to, you know, find old phone books to track him down. Because... Yeah. <laughs> Just wandering around Muggle London. Why are there no phone booths anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What is this cell phone technology crap? <laughs> oh dear! Or could you imagine having him need to call um, directory assistant or something to like find the Rangers? Four one oh. one, nee, 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 nee. yeah, or whatever it would be in London. I don't know what London's. Yeah. As long as he's not calling nine nine nine, he's good. Yeah, because I think that's their equivalent of nine one one. Uh, yes, although it hasn't always been, so I don't know whether he would know that or not. I don't know how I know Depends that, on, but <laughs> which I don't remember when that switched to being the thing. I've read about it at some point, but yeah. yeah. So we have a turn of events in our next chapter. We have Dumbledore showing up. Finally. Dumbledore, yeah, we've not seen much of Dumbledore. No, he just kind of dumped him there and ran away, mm-hmm. as usual. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And he says, come sit down, Harry, I have news. And and this is sort of a bumbling Dumbledore who yeah, puts yeah, his foot in it quite he's, often. He's used to dealing with students, but not little kids, I think, is is, is this is where he, he, he messes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last night, the Death Eaters showed up at Mrs. Miss Granger's neighborhood. And Harry's like, she, she's on, she's, a, oh, yeah, she's alive. Uh, and unhurt physically, but her parents are killed. And Harry, you know, lets out this strangled cry and snake twitches. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Of course, Harry says, oh, it was all my fault. Uh, everything is. Snape right. says, really? Did you tell Miss Granger she had to come to the ministry? No. Well, no. I told her not to. Then it's not your fault, you stubborn boy. And then Dumbledore's like... Yeah, I guess I should have probably protected her better, but I didn't think anything bad would happen to her. So, thank. (laughs) (laughs) Harry gets all mad and says, "You should have done it." All you ever say is sorry, which is really true. Coming from you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think teenage Harry would ever say it, but as a little kid, it's very true. He just all he ever does say to Harry is sorry. Oh, I did this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know. So I, I That's like true. Harry I never thought of that. About it. It's, yeah. it's totally yeah. a Hagrid. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, but Snape says, and you say, I have no tact. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think Snape's been waiting his whole life to get to say that line to Dumbledore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. No, at the beginning of this scene, you know, it's another example. Dumbledore looked older than he ever had. And I'm sitting here going, at this rate, he's like a thousand years old. <laughs> I know. And they actually say that a little bit later. Yeah. Can't remember where exactly it is, but I remember reading it in this set of chapters. So I'll point it out when we come across it. Uh, there. Harry's yeah. upstairs and sort of listening a little bit. And Snape says, Snape takes some sort of task. Yeah, yeah. I like this link scene. And, and mm-hmm. says, you know, you need to send me an owl or a letter before you bring her so that I can let Harry know what's going on because. Springing this on him is probably not the best idea you've ever had. So 
Harry's listening in so he gets to figure out what Dumbledore was going to talk to him about anyway, which was bringing Hermione there as well. And and yeah, this is where it is. He sneaks downstairs again to watch Dumbledore leaving and feels a little bit guilty because the professor looks a thousand years old. <laughs> but... He runs outside and goes to sit in the ocean, which I really like the descriptive nature of Harry's grief, the way, you know, she was just right. on it with let nature show you how, how he was feeling inside. And I, I, I really, pre- I mean, I'm a beach lover. I've told you that. And I think I'd love to know where this author lives. I'm guessing mm-hmm. on the coast. Um, Probably. Uh, but, the... but I just, I, 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 when he was talking about how cold it is, I was reading this chapter. I went, again, another Patriot story, but the, they, they won the Super Bowl, obviously. So I went to the rolling rally where they had in Boston. I brought, got my kids out of school and we went and it happened to be snowing that day. And then it snowed and then it rained and then it hailed and then it, it did everything it could possibly do. Oh my do. goodness. I've grown up in New England. I've lived here my entire life. I can honestly say I've never been so cold as I was that day. It was freezing. So when Ugh. I was reading this after and I'm just thinking, I was like, I'm with you. I know how you feel right now, Harry, because that was, that was a cold, it was a blast. We had a great time, but mm-hmm. it, it was very, very wet and very, very cold. Yeah. What's the word for when the weather describes the atmosphere? Isn't there like a, a, a literary convention word? I don't know. Mm. It seems like there like should there be. There should yes. be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, though, but it definitely seems like there should be. And Snape goes out to try to get him out of the water, but he can't get close to him. He can't walk in the sand. He can't walk in the soft sand, which, which makes sense, too. But mm-hmm. uh, but I I, did, I liked how descriptive she was of this whole. It yeah. just sucked me right into the chapter. I thought it was very cool. Aching with grief, Harry tried to stand up, but lost the will to and sunk back to his knees. He's so Ugh. cold, he can't even get up. And he's just totally lost you know everything he's lost his will right at this point and snape says a total dumbledore line hope is only lost if you let it be <laughs> now, is that really a dumbledore line it just sounds it like just sounds like a dumbledore okay. line yeah and snape takes him in and gets him up to the the house and try, you know warms him up but he's trying to light the matches to start a fire and he can't do it. His hands doesn't have that dexterity yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harry's like, yeah. I can do it. And he's like, you're four. But I can, I can still light on match. Told you, says Harry, once the fire's going. Little freezing little boy. Here, you know, he brings him clothes. Just change right here in front of the fireplace and I'm going to go get you something warm to drink. He brings him a hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, hot, hot chocolate. I saw the other mug was tea, and I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was hot chocolate, but Snape's having tea. Yeah. And, yeah, now he's warm, and he's thinking of the fire back at Hogwarts in the Gryffindor common room, and he starts to fall asleep. Yeah, I, I, I think I would fall asleep thinking about the fire in the Gryffindor common room, too. Yeah. Cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a letter that evening from Dumbledore. Yeah. And that Hermione is going to come. Yeah. And live with them, which I don't get. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, the reasoning for sending Harry here was to keep him hidden because, well, because he's four. And if Voldemort finds out he's four, then, then that could be big trouble, okay? Mm-hmm. But And we also have I, Snape I, hidden for the same yep, kind of reasons. Snape, we can't get Voldemort. But, but Hermione, 
it seems to me that she, they, why don't they send her to the borough? It, it, you know, there's a whole family there that loves her almost like one of their own mm -hmm. because she needs to heal after, you know, she's just basically, become, but they're going to send her. Well, it's much better to have you with the, your, your crippled professor and your, your classmate who's four and has trouble expressing emotions when he is old enough. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It just seems, yeah. yeah. For mm -hmm. Hermione, how is this helping her? her heel it just seems i, I don't yeah. get it well and they lab shade that a little bit yeah and harry wonders the same thing why not send her to the burrow and dumbledore apparently feels this is a safer place and she can recover best and that either yeah, well, one dumbledore of them thought the is somebody was too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> dumbledore's judgment <laughs> may not be judging. the best of these situations yeah. <laughs> well we only have five safe houses so everybody's going to this one <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's one of those the plot said so kind of always yeah. but it just to me i was like dumbledore this doesn't doesn't seem like it's really healing hermione very well i think there would be better options for her that he understands her situation because he also lost his parents when he was old enough to be aware of it. Yeah. So. Mm, yeah. And that gets Harry thinking again. And so Sabe says, don't worry about it. She'll be coming. Molly's going to bring her because Dumbledore's busy. Mr. Dumbledore, he's just too busy for his own good. <laughs> and so Snape says... suggests that Harry spruce up the room a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, how in the world did you get up to my room? It's just with <laughs> yeah, a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I did it. I really liked all the connections that were made between Harry and Snape in this chapter, though. I mean, mm -hmm. between the nightmares and, and yeah. the mutual loss and the gentle kind of taking care of one another at the fire where Harry lit the mat. It was just that it was very, very subtly done, mm -hmm. but it was, I bought into it. I completely bought into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love the last line. What if I'm wrong about Potter? What if we aren't so different? He's finally realizing that I Potter... It only took him seven chapters. It's not yes. the prima donna yeah. that he thought he was. It's like mm -hmm. that line at the end of Deathly Hallows that talks about how, you know, Voldemort, Snape, and Harry, like, all found... The last one. Yeah, the yeah. last one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that line always got to me. <laughs> yeah. So we move on to Chapter 10, <clears throat> The Arrival. And uh, mm -hmm. we have darkness falling on the cottage, and Harry's in front of the fire. It's supposed to say it was evening again, but it says I was evening again. Oh. And the rain Knocks. is pounding on the windows. And, yeah. Oh, this is where they color. Oh, I yes. want those yeah. coloring books so bad. That's kind of like no. thing. Mm -hmm. I so color that book. I wanted one of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes. Snape is struggling with his sewing card. And Harry just sort of absently says, if I was using language like that, you'd probably put a bar of soap in my mouth. <laughs> I thought Harry was so clever the way he manipulated him into coming to color with him. I thought yeah. that was actually very Slytherin of Harry. <laughs> he did a really good job. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Coloring's good for your coordination, you know. <laughs> Staying in the lines Staying is hard. Staying in lines is hard. Adam Humphrey would probably approve. <laughs> When you get done with these pictures, they move. Seems <laughs> like they awesome. move. Yeah, they, 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 there's a cool dragon. <laughs> I, mm. think, I, I would, I would. Of so course, he never experienced be... wizard coloring books either. So. No. Yeah, and he, he was he was intrigued by the whole idea too, but he didn't want to admit it even to mm -hmm. a year old. <laughs> and, and then I love him. I will personally hunt you down if you mention this to anyone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
And Snape's being quite artistic with it. He's mm-hmm. uh, blending the colors and everything yeah. together. So he winds up with a navy blue dragon with greenish gray wings and iron claws and spikes and flies through the air and it mm-hmm. looks very cool indeed. Yeah. And Harry's like, This is cool and, and Snape's like, Actually it is. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's enjoying himself too. I would have loved one of these as a child. And this is where uh Snape flips in a line about mm. Petunia. Petunia. His father and Petunia were one of a kind. And I can just, just, you know, Snape realizing what he said at the same, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm Petunia? <laughs> My Petunia? I can just picture this little squeaky boy saying that. <laughs> and then this and everybody's, everybody's letting things slip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and Snape doesn't have to answer the question because Molly shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the happiest he's ever been to see her. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes Hermione, who looks awful. Her hair's tangled. Her eyes are shadowed. Her face is all splotchy and pale, and she looks thinner than ever. And he says, how are you? And then he goes, wait a minute, that's a stupid question. <laughs> and she wants to know if he colored the dragon, and Snape, like, catches his eyes. Snape and is, like, glaring at him, like, you better say you did. Oh, um, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> and he's he's tried to make her room nice he's got some some lavender and a little vase and stuff like that but she doesn't really care that's so cute it is cute it's very cute Mm -hmm. he tried he apologizes that he hasn't made the bed really neat because it's hard to do when you're the size of a Mm four-year-old Yeah. Yeah. She can't even appreciate how cute he is because she's so bummed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm totally getting. Do you? Do any of you know the Detective Conan Mm-mm. comic books? And and the okay. So it's a Japanese series where it's this high school age kid who's a detective who's like a super good detective, and he the first episode he gets caught by these like I don't know some conspiracy organization, and gets fed a drug that's supposed to kill him, but ends up reverberating you know, regenerating him back to like, I want to say like first grade. Mm -hmm. So he has to then move in with his crush, who's still a high school age kid. So this is basically like the dynamic they've got. And he's trying to like hide his identity because he doesn't want her to get hurt. But at the same time, he's like, I'm living with my crush. Like, you know, (laughs) the 16 year old brain is like trying to deal with all this. But I mean, luckily it's not this Harry Hermione. Oh God, that would make things very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going there. No, <laughs> no let's not. I don't mean yeah, I, like that. I, I wish but like, actually, you know. I, I kind of wish Ron was here too in this. Yeah, the whole dynamic because I think that even would have been better for Hermione. Because well, like Hermione probably doesn't know how to deal with kids, you know, as yeah. an only child. No, she's an I only mean, child. I certainly don't. She didn't have any little know. ones, so so she doesn't. Ron uh, probably doesn't really either, because Jimmy no, wasn't that much yeah, younger than him. But, but well, yeah, but at least he has. But somebody for Hermione memories of his to. older siblings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and she's a, his a, crush. Or he's her crush. So that would pull her out more than anything because. Yeah. Yeah. There's that other dynamic there. I always like stories where the three of them are together anyway. So that's mm-hmm. just like, but it's like, I don't know. If the borough was safe enough for them to all go into in canon, why isn't it safe enough for them to go now? But um, again, because the plot said so. I know, I know. But I got hung up <laughs> yeah. on these things. Because Snape would not have survived living in the borough. No. Oh, goodness. That, that would be a funny thing, though. Can you imagine how funny that would be with him, trying with Molly trying to mother him? I think that would be hysterical. And yeah. the twins? The, Molly. The twins. <laughs> 
<laughs> he take he take refuge in Arthur's workshop. He'd be in there with all the muggle No matter stuff. how much Snape doesn't like Gryffindors, I think he has to have some kind of a grudging respect for the twins because mm-hmm. they're really sure. brilliant with things they could. There, there has to be. I would have liked. Actually, I would really enjoy reading that thing if somebody wants to read that one. So what are you doing, what Linda? Was... Let's see. <laughs> yeah, no, not me. <laughs> I would love to see Snape's reaction to the twins' pranks on Umbridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, be you, you, you know that Snape... Have appreci- I mean, McGonagall, you know, was appreciating it. So Snape oh, yes. It unscrews the other way. <laughs> Well, you have to, but you have to think of it this way, because Snape was always the brunt of pranks during his childhood. Yeah, that's true. So he probably has a grudging respect for them, but also he he'd be a little leery about it at the same time. But I think that he would he would respect the two of them. Just, I think, yeah, yeah, he probably wouldn't like them as pranksters, but just appreciate the the Mm -hmm. the brilliance of brilliance of the magic they come up with because they they are very very clever. It's like the picture. Was it you or was it Terry that posted on Melinda's list about the twins and the one faded out? (laughs) Wasn't that awesome? That was pretty good. It's a picture of it's Ron, Ginny, and supposedly George, and then Fred is kind of to the side and he's faded out, and it's like, how does this this picture make you feel? Or whatever, and then the one who plays Fred or the one who plays George, I'm not even sure which answered back, like you faded out the wrong twin. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. This is me up. <laughs> so they've got Fred's in the picture and George is the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That'd be a problem. Yeah. But it was just the fact that he said, he hopped right on there and said, like, you did the wrong way. It just seems like, even if it wasn't true, because Fred and George were always telling Molly that they were the other one, even though they sure. weren't. So you don't even know that it's real. But you it, don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really well done. I love the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really I feel good like stories. they, um, well, we don't hear as much about their pranking, just sort of their testing in the common room and such. Mm-hmm. But from the little that we get, it seems like they spread it around more than mm-hmm. James and Sirius did. Like James and Sirius had this thing going with Snape and they were all always going back and forth with each other. And it was less like they didn't do as many just pranking the rest of the school things, at right. least that we hear about. Maybe they did. And we only hear about the ones with Snape because that's the person we have to ask about it. But uh, yeah, I tend to think they were, they were pretty much jokesters throughout. They just targeted Snape because he, much like Harry and Malfoy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the twins were more equal opportunity. They go after everybody, and then Umbridge became a favorite target. So mm-hmm. it seems to me that I've read Fix, and isn't there a danger verse? Thick, isn't there like some special day or some special thing that they do that's like a sacred day? Mooney, uh, yeah, their birthday. Well, they, they, they do. They have like den nights. No, it seems to me that there's like a famous day that they, they prank somebody somehow. And it's like, oh yeah, we don't talk about that day when we turn the Great Hall into a rainbow or I don't remember what it was. The noodle incident? The noodle incident. That's a, that's a Calvin and Hobbes reference. Stuff Ryan and Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, we don't talk about the noodle incident. I should know this, yeah. considering that yes. my nephew is named after them. But because mm-hmm. we, you get, I think two, maybe three references to the noodle incident in the Calvin and Hobbes comics, but you never get to know what it was. What exactly? So was. Anne was just picking up on that and 
using that as a thing for uh, Dangerverse as well. The Marauders at some point had a noodle incident. In I think in one of... A literal noodle incident. Yeah. I don't know if it was hers or might have even been one of mine where we decided that it was... They were trying to turn everybody's hair blue and it turned somebody's hair into blue noodles. <laughs> Ooh. And yeah. So that was the thing. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> but it ended up targeting themselves as well as whoever they were trying to get to or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow, we're here the next morning mm-hmm. and Harry's worried because Hermione won't come out of her room. No. And he tries to talk to her, but she's not. She's kind of listless. Mm-hmm. And Snape says, you know, she's probably exhausted. Leave her alone. But she's up early all the time. Well, you know, given the circumstances, let's just leave her alone. And look, Molly left us a trumped quill. starting to revert into a little kid mode because I think mm-hmm. 15-year-old Harry would grasp this yeah. a lot better yeah. than, yeah. It's definitely, I think every chapter that goes on, he seems to be regressing more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least in certain places anyway. But. Yeah. And they have this bantering moment here, which is really fun. Snape's like, hey, I forgot. We've got this self-inking quill that you guys can use, that we can use. I think that you know, we shouldn't trust anyone around ink. It's me. And and Harry's like, well, if your comments on, on essays are rather frightful. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. And Snape smirks. Well, you should know that given that your essays. Kind of out. <laughs> given the quality of your essays. Yeah. But then he says, well, I was never allowed to do well in school. And Snape sits up and looks like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, ah, nothing. Nothing at all. I'm eating my porch. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think, go ahead. I've never bought that. I've never I don't buy it either. Good. I'm so glad ever. Oh, drives me crazy when they do that in fix. Because what? in book one, as, as Death Row pointed out when we were covering it, you know, Harry, when he's talking, when Hagrid was like, you don't know anything about anything. And Harry's like, but I do well in maths and whatever the heck the other thing was. It was maths and something. Yeah, he definitely and- did well in maths. That's what I remember him saying that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I don't buy into this. This I, I know it's a common, you know, fan fiction trope, I guess is what mm-hmm. it's called. But it just, I, I think, I, I've thought about it a lot. And I think it's because most of us who read and write fan fiction, we tend to be book nerds ourselves. I, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of us, that's just what we are. So we try to put it on the hero of the story. But I, I don't. I don't think it was yeah. ever that they didn't let him do well. I think he would just rather fly and go off than, than, than study it. It's just who he is. But mm-hmm. I think it's it's more the, the readers and writers that have a problem with it than him. I can Most see, though, are Hermione. Dudley beating him up if he did well on a, an exam or something like that. Because Dudley beat him up for every reason. So yeah. I feel That's like there has to be a source enough, for that. Was there, was there never an actual canon mention of, no. you know? No. No, no canon mention at all. I don't no. think, I mean, it, it, they mm-hmm. made it pretty obviously that Dudley wasn't the brightest bulb on the tree, but yeah. you know, Junior didn't see that. They, they, they doted on him any, it was like they didn't see reality. So mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't mm-hmm. think they, they wouldn't have even looked at what Harry did because they were so focused on, on Dudley. I, it just I mean, that's true. The one time marks are mentioned is when they were talking about the comments on his smelting's progress reports talking about his bad grades and going, oh, it's because his teachers don't understand him, blah, 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 blah. And then they get into the bit about the nurse going, well, we can't make any smelting uniforms big enough for him anymore. Then he needs to go on a diet. Um, (laughs) But that's it. Like, we never, 
Hmm. Yeah, Interesting. I wonder what the excuses for it origin fic was for that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's I would really like prevalent. Because yeah. hmm. there are there are some things where you can spot like Psychic Serpent or After the End or something like that. It's like, oh, that's where this thing started that's being a Charlie thing. Charlie started wearing a towel. <laughs> you know. But... And thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Psychic Serpent was the first one where, you know, Harry lifts rocks and gets buff over the summer or mm -hmm. things like that. <laughs> where, where does, is that the same one where Hermione gets curves in all the right places? Probably. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. That's the one where she becomes like a cellist or something. Yeah, she uh, sent him a picture of herself in a bathing suit, I think is mm -hmm. how Psychic uh, Serpent. That could be. Yeah. Melinda wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I put Ginny in the bathing suit, not Hermione. Oh, Hermione okay. never, I, I always, in my head, my headcanon in Hermione, quite honestly, is a little, little more chunky than certainly than Emma Watson is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bookish, and definitely yeah. nowhere near as beautiful. No, no, no. That's that that because uh, then almost like I always felt like in Goblet of Fire on the movies when she came down all dressed up, there really wasn't a whole lot of difference. It didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's but not yes, the she's surprise, wearing a dress, but it wasn't the well, same impact that, I had in the book. Yeah. Right. right. Well, that and the actors, you know, there's an interview with Dan and, and, and Rupert later, and they were like, we'd seen her in premieres, so this was not a big deal by then. Like, it wasn't this, oh, my God, Hermione's in a dress, yeah. you know? Right. Well, there's only so much they could do with that. It's That's a, you know, Hollywood ugly thing. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't think yeah. there are any actual ugly people. Um, but I, uh, but her book, Hermione, you know, Emma Watson is definitely yeah. in there. But when I really, really think of Hermione, he's she's just, just a little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the she first was closest in, had in the first her. I think movie. the first movie when her hair was all pushed out, that, that, that did a, one, yeah. one did a good job with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they did that in movie six, too, when she's in uh, Slughorn's classroom. Her hair is back to its mess. Yeah, because well, she's stressed. Harry was beating her at potions and it just <laughs> <Yes>. kept growing. <laughs> I love that image. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Alex just missed his cue. He just meowed and came over here to sit with me, but uh, he he didn't quite get it into the spot where we were going to talk about Crookshanks. You, you need to meow again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just oh, getting the tail flat now. Face. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the ugliest cat I've ever seen. I think it's the first time I've seen the whole squished face thing being a symptom of being part Kniesel. Um, oh, that's, that yeah. Kniesels themselves have that squished face, and therefore he must be. Yeah, but yeah. That's uh, an interesting way of cats thinking. who have squished face, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like Crookshanks, though. I think it's mm -hmm. Crookshanks. Yeah, Crookshanks is, fun. Crookshanks is cool. And we already knew that he was part measles, so yeah, that's yeah. cool. He was the one that knew Pettigrew was there way before any of the rest mm -hmm. of them. Yep. Yeah, he was doing the um, dramatic irony thing that the rest of us are doing. It's right there. Yeah. Why aren't yeah. you paying exactly. attention? How can you not it's see right this? There. <laughs> it's a rat. Let me try to catch it. Yeah, but does does he does Crookshanks get an award for like? You know, spotting Pettigrew, does he get, like, an Order of Merlin, like, I don't know, fifth class or something? Yeah, they never, by Special books, they never even school. hear about Crookshanks. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Where, where, what happened to Crookshanks? Where is he? They, they, we never we never really find out. Like, I assume he got left at the borough, but like, they abandoned yeah. the borough, and it, there's no, you know, did someone think to take Crookshanks? Yeah, you, you don't know what happened to Crookshanks. Well, That's it's just true. like the potter's cat. You know, because when, when, they had a cat when, when Lily is writing to... Uh, Sirius. Sirius. Sirius? Was it Sirius? Okay. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. so well, and of course the, 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 the theory is that Crookshanks is the Potter's cat, but I don't buy that one. No, yeah, no, I don't buy that either. I mean, this is what at that point seven, seven, sixteen years later. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the cat. That's, yeah, that's an old them, cat. That's long gone. Yeah. Well, mm. although we did read that story where Harry turns into a cat, and oh, yeah. they go back to his house yeah, they, and they, and they somehow go by Godric's Hollow and find this really, really old cat, mm-hmm. and uh, and she yeah. comes home. And he he can sort of communicate with her in cat form, so he figures out that she was their cat, but like can't actually figure out her name or anything like that. Just that she, he smells like home, and she recognizes him by his smell. Hmm. But we have Harry again <laughs> uh, making the mistake Harry, of Harry talking too much. Harry again makes a big big slip with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> If a flat face is so endearing, maybe I shouldn't have ducked the last time that Petunia took a swing at me with her frying pan. (laughs) And Snape spits his tea across the table. (laughs) What? Nothing to see here. Nothing. Uh, Gotta go. Do not think this conversation is over. I know, such a parent thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure he ran right up the stairs knowing Snake still can't follow. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but here he is, you know. Potter's family spoiled him, didn't they? But now that he's thinking about it, he's like, hmm, maybe not. And he figures out that if he just sort of sits back and waits, that Potter will keep... Yeah, because he keeps, he keeps splurting things, out, so he mm-hmm. just has to, to wait because it'll happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And Which Harry actually does sort of very realized much that like a, in this conversation, too. Because mm-hmm. I don't think like, he would. Sorry. He wouldn't just realize just it after he kid. says that, he said, you know, um, why is this happening? I'm, I've am i learned the art of secrecy really early. Why am I slipping up like this? And then he realizes, but wait, I learned that after I was four. Right. Um, and... Yeah, before all that. And, and I think at four, it slips out anyway. But also the idea that Snape's just going to wait for him. I'm not even sure Harry as a teenager would pick that out, that, that Snape's mm-hmm. just waiting for him to mess up again. So. Yeah, that's true. That seems very Snapey. <laughs> Snapey's good. Yeah. And so he... and now Harry goes up to bug Hermione because mm-hmm. she hasn't come out of the room. Bother, and... bother, bother, bother. Snape bugs Snape anymore, and uh, he's four, so he has to be tormenting someone. That's mm-hmm. what four-year-olds That's do. what four-year-olds are for. <laughs> he goes down and, and makes a sandwich and brings her up half. He figures that she won't eat the whole thing, but maybe she'll eat half. It is kind of sweet and... that he's trying so hard. Yeah. yeah. She hasn't unpacked anything, and his lavender is wilting, and... Yeah. So he he decides to make her a, a picture for her door because her room is that was boring. So cute. Yeah, it was true. Mm-hmm. Hermione's room. I was just like, aww. And as many bright colors as he could find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he tells Snape, I can't get her to come out of her room. And Snape says, just leave her alone. She she will when she's ready. And but patience is not really the strongest suit of a four-year-old, never mind Harry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he has a, a point that I didn't think about in here. Is he's, he's scared that uh, the same thing will happen to her because mm-hmm. before this happened, he was not coming out of his room. Yeah, he's lying <laughs> yeah. in his bed. Yeah, which yeah. is a fair fair point. And so Snape's got to haul himself back upstairs to go talk to Hermione. And he's been practicing, but this is harder than it looks. And... <laughs> But, oh, my God, Harry asked for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Not a big deal. 
Yay. Yay. So he might have actually been smarter when he was four than he grew into when he was 15. <laughs> True. <laughs> Possibly. Well, I mean, by then, nobody probably helped him, so he thought, yeah, why bother? He learned by why bother asking because no one's going to care anyway. So right. that's true. That's very true. Oh, that's a depressing thought. Oh. Yep. He stops by his room and he gets something out of a box that's come over from, is it Spinner's End? And yeah. then he heads upstairs and he only has to stop and rest twice on the way up the stairs. Poor thing. Mm-hmm. But, but think of how much better he time. did the time Harry was having the nightmare. He right. really is getting better, even if he's not aware of it. He is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he's amused by the Hermione's room sign anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least yeah. somebody noticed. Mm-hmm. And, he... and she lets him come in and she's just lying on the bed and he says, this is not your fault. And I'm sorry for everything you've gone through. Very few understand losing both parents when you're young, even Potter, because he didn't remember them enough to know how you feel. And he explains again that he lost his when he was 15. Mm-hmm. Although it's different circumstances, of course. Yeah, his father was drunk, was in a head-on collision. Yeah. And Hermione says, I didn't ask how they died. <laughs> Yeah, but you, yes, were but you were wondering because <laughs> you're writing. He brings out the book that he stopped and got. I brought you yeah. something. I thought you might want to escape for a little while. And she says, "What's it called?" And he says, "Did I catch a hint of enthusiasm?" And he's giving of her he did. it's a book. Yeah, and of green, green Gables. Gables, a Canadian oh, book, book, which I didn't realize. It's Canadian. Mm-hmm. It's from Prince Edward Island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I? One of my uh, colleagues went there this summer. She's obsessed with the Anne of Green Gables. So she's got pictures of the house and everything, and I was nice. very jealous. Yeah, sometime we want to go there. But we were I'll thinking about you. doing it this last year, but the finances and timing didn't work out. So mm-hmm. sometime. Um, he says, I want you to know that I'm not going to badger you to come downstairs or come to meals or look presentable or even to shower. I'll give you a few days, and you can sit up here and cry or whatever. But in time, you must get up again, and you won't feel better until you do. But you have to make the choice to go on with life. She says thank you. Mm -hmm. Heads down the room and explains to Harry that she's not coming down. Mm -hmm. And he is not to bother Miss Granger for the next two days. (laughs) Harry's not all that thrilled with that answer. No. 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 And they do the dishes together, which is great. This is the great Potter Severus team. Yeah. One washes, one dries. One wash and one drying. Yeah. And they managed not to break any. <laughs> Yay! And then Snape lets him go before he's done. And, and Harry's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And he calls him, is this where he calls him Harry? Mm, not quite. Uh, not quite, no. But at the end of the chapter, it says he does not seem like a potter anymore. So that's why I was, I didn't think it yeah, was I quite there. But he, Meaning he seems like an Evans? No, I think he think, seems like I a Harry. More like himself rather than seeing him just as James Potter's son. Mm-hmm. I think this is still more seeing oh. him as James than. Uh, ha- Snape never saw Harry as, as himself. He saw him as an extension of James. Right. Yeah. Just, oh, I don't know how those and three guys staring James right back at How can you not so. know that he's an Evans staring right back at you, too? But he, he just never. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, that was just insult to injury, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah well, that reminded him, I think, that the one that he wanted ended up marrying the one that he hated. So that was like both yeah. of their faces staring back yeah. at him all the time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then we have chapter 12, space. Mm-hmm. The Letter. And he's done it again. 
Yeah, he's went to bed again, and he's standing outside of Hermione's room, and he's going, hmm, which one is less awkward to talk to about this? <laughs> Poor kid. I don't really want to talk to Snape, but I don't really want to talk to Hermione either. And at least Snape has seen it before, so eventually he decides to go downstairs and mm-hmm. ask Severus I, about I, it. I didn't quite buy that one either, though, because I think... If it was Ron, no problem. He he would never, ever go to Ron because Ron would take the Mickey out of him. Oh, yeah. Forever, no matter what. Uh, but Hermione has always been the one to try to take care of him. I think if, if the choice is going to a teacher who's always, even though their relationship is getting better, going to a teacher versus a friend, mm-hmm. I, I think Harry would have gone to Hermione. That was my opinion anyway. Like, yeah. Even even if he's yeah. like, okay, this is someone else finding out. But Snape outright told him, if it happens again, we're going to Poppy. So someone else is going to find out anyway. And that's his biggest so, fear yeah. there is, yeah. you know, it's not so much going to Snape. It's that going to Snape means that it might be going to Poppy. And so if he tells Hermione, I think he's also got a little bit of a, I don't want to bother Hermione with this because she's still going through a rough time. And it'd probably actually be a good thing because it would give her something other to think about and deal with. Yeah. And, but and he's not thinking of that. Of, of her letting, getting to help him, I think, would actually be very good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, true. Uh, but could it also be that Hermione's a girl? I mean, you know, yeah, just I think that has, he is, after all, um, sort of 15, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. He doesn't I, really I, want to be seen as less than cool. <laughs> Even, if he's <laughs> yeah. Even though he's coloring pictures to hang on her door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just different somehow. Yeah. yeah. And, but they do, again, this is lampshaded a little bit because Harry himself is not really sure why he would want to go to Snape more than Hermione, but eventually he does That's make the decision he, to do that. He goes and yeah. he's trying, you know, he opens the door and... Uses every ounce of Gryffindor courage he possesses. And, you know, Snape's on his back snoring. (laughs) Peaceful. (laughs) Professor. (laughs) Professor Snape. Now, here's the thing that I don't buy. He gently prods Snape's shoulder when he doesn't respond. Snape would be a very light sleeper. And if he comes in and says, Professor, Professor Snape, that is going to wake Snape up because... Snape has the reflexes of a Death Eater, mm-hmm. and you don't get caught sleeping. You just don't. No. Yeah. And he's See, probably had Slytherins come and do this before. Mm-hmm. See, my dad used to say that. You know, when I, I got to be teenage age, he was like, don't bother trying to, you know, sneak out of the house or whatever, because I'll wake up. I've walked right into their room. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, you know, not made a lot of noise, but, in, you know, enough walking in or whatever. Nope. Absolutely nothing. I'm like, had I ever wanted to, I could have easily just gone out my window. But, you know, for all that, well, because the trouble, the trouble was this squeaky board in the, in the hallway. Like once I got around the corner, it was fine, but there's this one squeaky floorboard. There's always right a before you got around the corner. Right, right. So. Put a cowbell on the front door of our house. So no matter what, <laughs> my brother and I were coming in this stupid cowbell. My brother used to stuff tissues up it to try to numb the sound. It didn't matter. That stupid cowbell would catch us every time. <laughs> Dang cowbells. Well, clearly, I didn't have to do that. I could have gone out my window. <laughs> It was nice too because my window, the window without a screen, is right on top of the air conditioning. Oh, so you got a place. So to I wouldn't perch. have had to like, right? I wouldn't have had to like, you know, go out the window like hang 
you know, like drop. <laughs> but yeah, not that I ever did because my, my friends were not the kind of people to go up and do stuff in the middle of the night. There you go. I would have been in a whole hell of a lot more trouble than most people because I couldn't drive legally. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't one to sneak out. Of course, my father was a police officer <laughs> and I was the kind of kid that went, yes, sir, and obeyed all the laws while my brother went, okay, now what can I do to get myself in trouble? So mm -hmm. I think I was a little in between, in between the two. Yeah. I, I, uh... Just, I've never been the type to go out at night. Like I've, when I was, you know, high school, I guess, probably I've had some times when I'd come home late, mm -hmm. having been yeah. out. Or, yeah. But even now, like, if there's something that's starting at nine, I'm not going to go because I, I want to go to bed in an that's hour. past <laughs> my bedtime. <laughs> you know. Okay, wait a minute. If it's starting this at seven, started at nine I'm and I'm here. staying out until 11, <laughs> that's different. But if I'm having to leave the house and go to something at nine or later, it's a, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, this that's is true, different. You haven't left the house. <laughs> that's so, true but like still a late night for me yeah i don't know how the, the kids in college when i was in my internship this summer and all the college age kids, age kids would go out at like 9 10 and be out until like 2 and i'm like i can't do this i'm too old for this we didn't, when i was I can't. when i was that age i mean we didn't leave we would go into boston but we wouldn't leave to go till 11 at night because the clubs don't even open till then oh, good grief. and then we're still an hour drive oh, from boston true. where we are so I, I, I think about that now. I was like, how did I ever do that? But that's what we did. Yeah. Because you were young. I know my mother would tell me stories about how she would go on a, you know, weekend trip to go skiing and she'd leave at like god awful hours and come back at like six in the morning and go right to work. And I'm like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> no. I stay up late. I have stayed up far later than I do these days even. But well, I, I just went stay at home. Yeah. Hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Doing this. I definitely can remember doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I can remember like leaving my house and going to spend a night at the at a friend's house in a different town, and then having to get up really early to get back to my house so that I could be at work on time. So mm. I mean, I did things like that. It didn't affect you as much that like now no. the idea no. of it makes me tired. I, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it didn't know. affect you as much then. You have more energy as a mid to late teenager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just the way it works. Oh, I miss or those a days. Four year old. I want more energy. <laughs> or a four year old, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I watch those kids bounce around my room and I'm just like, oh, if I could bottle this energy up, I would just be so much more happy. Right, you guys just gave me a panic attack. I, I know. I still got one kid who's not home. I'm going to just send a text here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Wait a minute. It's Where 11 o'clock. Where are you, child? It's not a school night. I keep thinking it's a school night, but it's not. He's on vacation, but still. They went to Taco Bell at 9, and he's not back yet. Hold on. It's 11 o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quarter after 11. Taco Bell's not that far. Well, maybe it is. I don't One know. town away. This that must my, be some my kid with a new girlfriend. Damn good so tacos. He's, he's, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, they're sitting kid. somewhere yeah. in a car talking. Oh, yeah, stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're just talking, Melinda, they're just talking. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we have Harry waking up Snape, who figures out pretty quick what's going on. <laughs> tells him it's nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. He is very, very decent about it. I'll give him a point credit on that. He is. 
But I don't understand why. I don't think you could even cast a foot Snape the sheet to that level. Why you got to put the sheets on the very top shelf so he can't get? You know, just just give cut the kids some slack and put them on the lower shelf. Mm-hmm. To, I don't know. Although quite why they haven't done rubber sheets or whatever the heck. I know. Well, it's only happened once well, before this. this. Yeah, this is the second time. I think it's not like it's a regular. I think uh, is it this chapter or later? They just it's when he's he's very stressed about something is when it mm-hmm. seems to be happening. Yeah, talk about that. He seems whenever he's hasn't been sleeping or is stressed is yeah. when it seems to happen. I don't think it it will says Snape pensively, but a plan's always good to have. And why? Because you have accidents when you're stressed. Yep, that's it. Is that true? Sure. You have I can see it for the, um, especially if you're, you know, particularly tired, because mm-hmm. what usually happens is if you need to go to the bathroom, that feeling will wake you up and then you mm-hmm. get out and go to the bathroom and go. But if you're too tired and sleep through that, that's when uh, you know, yeah. we'll get to the point where it just goes on its own. Right. And if you're <clears throat> stressed, then you keep yourself awake. Until you fall asleep, and then you're so tired when you fall asleep yeah, that you sleep you're through exhausting. it. So. He's just exhausting himself. Mm-hmm. So they get him all cleaned up, and Snape tells him to go back to bed, wants to know if he needs anything else, and Harry's like, no, thanks for being patient and stuff. <laughs> and oh, Harry. goes back up to bed. Snape's thinking that he's, you know, real quiet the next day and it's like he's afraid of waking up a monster and Snape can't figure it out. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait, Petunia in the frying pan. It's totally a game <laughs> of thing. clue here. <laughs> Petunia in the library with, oh, the kitchen with the frying pan. So he's thinking yeah, about it. Petunia's voice is ringing and Snape's that freaks aren't allowed to go to normal school. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, so uh, he's beginning to remember what Petunia was really like. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thing that we didn't know until, I guess it would have been Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Snape is the only one who has a decent chance of actually knowing what his home life would have been like just from having known Petunia. Right. Because none of the rest of them true. really did meet her. Mm-hmm. Like, she kept herself apart well, from them. They well, would have known she was... Which surprised you what Petunia was Lily's like. annoying sister, but... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. then why does he think Harry's spoiled it, knowing what he knows about Petunia? Yeah, that's the thing that's weird. And Remus would have known Petunia, too, actually. Why? Mm, maybe. Because Petunia was at the wedding, and so was Remus. No, she, no, he wasn't. No, she wasn't. She didn't go to the wedding. She yeah, didn't go. She I, wouldn't I thought, have gone to the wedding. I don't think. I don't, I don't remember what's canon and what's fan fiction now, quite honestly, about the wedding. But, <laughs> but still, Lupin was friends with, with Lily. Yeah, I mean, I can't they would imagine Lily wouldn't her. talk about problems she had with her sister or, or James true. might have complained you know mm-hmm. James and, mm-hmm. and Lily went on a date with Vernon and Petunia there's no way James wouldn't have shared with Seamus uh Sirius and Remus about how, what a disaster that date was you know so, right. so they would have known mm-hmm. yeah 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 there would have been some extent yes but it's it's one of the things that makes it more plausible now when people bring that in Two stories like this is that like uh, mm-hmm. I've we've had stories from many times before that where Dumbledore has sent Snape to pick up Harry for some reason because he thinks they need to be better friends and then um, they realize Snape realizes oh he really doesn't have this great life after all and mm-hmm. it goes on from there but um, him having been you know from that neighborhood and knowing at least experiencing what Petunia was like 
as a kid gives mm-hmm. an, another extra in for that to actually work if people want to write more AUs of that fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to see a fic where the parents' reaction to having a, a witch in the family, you know, of muggle muggle-born parents has been continuous because it always seems like the parents don't mind. Well, I think that if you have a parent like Petunia, then they keep them home and they don't. They don't send them. They to don't Hogwarts. send them to they Hogwarts, and so them. you don't see that because you don't really know where what's going on with them, uh, except and for that well, now they know that they become obscurous. <laughs> for most yeah. parents, I think it's probably. I mean, weird things have have to have been happening to their kid all along. Oh, yeah. It's probably such a relief to find out why this is all, like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a reason for it. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that might be a relief to a lot of parents to... Yeah. yeah. Why well, only I'm saying that because having just re-listened to the After the End ones where Penelope's parents are religious mm-hmm. and freak out when they discover that they got a witch for a daughter and they sort of try to, you know, That's keep true. her from being possessed by the devil or whatever the heck it was. You know, but by then, well, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be an Obscurus because they wouldn't have known that's what it was. I mean, that's why Harry didn't turn into an Obscurus because he didn't know yeah, that what he was true. doing was magic. That's true. Speaking of. But I mean, no, I just had a, yeah. That, you should share the link of the fic that you've been reading with Melinda. She might enjoy those. Oh, okay. But speaking of Obscurus, I just had a thought the other day where everybody's seen Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were um, newts at you know, the, the con. Fa- <laughs> nice. What? There were newts Real at the ones? con. Well, people dressed up like newt. Oh, they didn't bring like animals. No, but they had the <laughs> little briefcase and stuff like that. It was really cute. Oh, newt oh, Scamanders. He put one of them past me, and I was just like newt, and I nodded, and he just kind of grinned back at me. It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. didn't mean to interrupt. But I was the no, it's okay. I'm trying to. Oh, right. Um, but I was thinking. You know, Credence has been able to control his magic for much longer than a normal obscurial obscurious mm-hmm. would. And as far as I understand the chronology, Tina obliviates a lot of them about a month before Newt shows up. And the stuff doesn't start happening until then. You know, there's right. no attacks. So would the reason that the Obscurious is running around is because he's obliviated and doesn't really re- remember Hmm. That's, that's what a, it is. That's an interesting thought. But then but then he seems to not flip out as much about graves. Like I don't think graves really came into the picture into but then was it was wasn't graves sort of responsible for the wasn't he the one who obliviated everybody then or something? Or am uh, I mixing up? I don't Bannon remember. I had a I don't remember it that. once, so I don't remember yeah, it exactly. I've only seen it once. I had a concussion. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of that story. <laughs> One but, of these days, I'll so, read it again. You know, if if he doesn't remember that that's what he is, and that's why his magic is bursting out of him, then I don't think up until that point he really knew that he had magic. So he didn't. I don't know. Am I making any sense? A little bit. Okay. There's some threads there. It's they're just not quite tying together. Like, he wouldn't have known what magic is, because he wouldn't have known that that's what he was, I don't think, until somebody told him, presumably Graves, which would have been a month-ish before, or maybe, I don't know, would it have been longer before that, so then he started suppressing it even more? But that doesn't seem to... to, Yeah, I can't. Like I said, I I saw it once. I I, I can't remember all these little details as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the only reason it's I remember some... them is because I found this fic. Oh, are you yeah. reading Fantastic Be- Beasts? Uh, yes, fic? I found some uh, good ones. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't done. Uh, even when I read fics, I want it to be about Harry. I don't stretch into it. All right, then I won't send you the ones I've been reading. What are you been re- Are you reading Fantastic Beasts ones? Yes. That you like a lot, though. Yes. Go ahead, Santa. It, it does. Okay. I mean, it's tax season for me. I, I, my fic reading days are, are rapidly coming to an end until after April. So, but but I can. Uh, oh, add it to the list. I need to file my taxes. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's very quiet. I snuck away, and you yeah. guys stopped talking. So we're here. no. We're, oh. uh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm yawning at you. Um, talking <laughs> about Fantastic Beasts fics. Yeah. Oh, the fic. Okay. Yeah, we're almost done, and then well, yeah, we yeah, can we let you guys go to bed. I am, I am fading big time. Yeah, yeah. So Snape decides that he's going to write Dumbledore a letter about what he's wondering about Petunia and family now, and he's writing the letter when Harry comes in. He, well, he's sealing it and getting ready to send it. And Harry's like, "Who are you writing to, Dumbledore? What you writing him for? None of your beeswax." <laughs> <laughs> I love. I know, it's a very funny, funny scene here. Too, too. It's like Andy Griffith moment, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and my, I loved, loved the line that, that uh, Dumbledore was going to so regret that Poppy suggested mm-hmm. that Snape practice writing his letters to him. I got, I got a big kick out of that line. Well, because we know mm-hmm. Dumbledore's really busy, so he needs yeah. another thing on his plate right now. And Snape, yeah. I'm sure, is very verbose in his letters. So I, I, it, it amused me thoroughly. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought of Snape as terse in letters. Mm, he probably I can see is. that working but... too. Was that a cat? I think he's terse with yes. the students, but I can't imagine him being that way with Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. And then we have the classic poofle line. What's the weather like? Because we even <laughs> talked about that before we started today. And Harry it's says, fracking hot. It's fracking hot. And uh, no, it's not. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> only twenty-five degrees. <laughs> Oh, it feels really humid. I wonder if there's going to be a storm. And Harry's like, I hope not. And Snape's like, don't you like storms? Nope. Why not? Well, nah. No, he's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> it's a little kid line, yeah. Yeah. He's finding them scarier now that he's little again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says, and Snape's like, well, is your cousin afraid of storms too? And Harry's like, no, he was never left out during one. And Snape's Aww. eyes widen. What do you mean left out during a storm? Well, they didn't hear me over the rain. They thought I was in my uh, room. Uh-huh. We find out that poor Harry was left out, more than likely would, locked out in a storm. I would not be surprised if it was Probably. Dudley rather than himself who locked the door. Mm-hmm. But. I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the adults. Yeah. But, mm, yes. Possibly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past any of them. So, and well, Snape's the right to be afraid of storms. Oh yeah, to be locked out in a in a really frightening thunderstorm like that. Yeah. Absolutely, I know people that are afraid of thunderstorms even when they're locked inside their house and nice and safe. But yeah. to be out yeah. in one, that would be frightening. And so yeah. he's uh, a little worried about Snape, and he's glad he or uh, Snape. How much Harry. Snape is going to read into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Snape he tries to zip his lips up, but they keep he keeps letting stuff slip. Yeah, and Snape's watching the owl and hoping it flies very quickly. Yeah, yeah, he he, he mm. knows something's not right. So he's put stuff in the letter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dumbledore's Dumbledore. just got to see what Dumbledore has to say. About I mean, it. how 
I don't know enough about child psychology. How old do kids have to be to sort of keep mum about things? And does it depend on what they're keeping mum about? Yeah, it just depends. Um, Some kids are quiet naturally and don't want to talk to anybody they don't know really well. But Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they're even finding scientists finding that your body remembers, even though, even if you're too young to have real memories of mm-hmm. trauma when you're young, your mm-hmm. body still reacts and remembers, even if oh, your yeah. brain like doesn't. When I, go, so, when I go back to Japan and go past my old elementary school, I get an immediate stress reaction. Mm-hmm. I start feeling sick. You know, I start feeling nauseous and just miserable. You know, I don't remember things because I blocked it out. Right. At least mentally. But yeah, no, physically, physically, I, I totally remember. So, you know, I think kids can try to block it out and be secretive about it. Or their their coping mechanism is just to forget it. They, they have selective mm-hmm. amnesia about it. And that's how they can cope. But I think that, like, with Harry, it starts to sneak out. And if you're particularly observant or around a child enough, then sometimes you can figure it out. And sometimes you don't. And they can keep Mm -hmm. it really hidden. So, yeah. I think also, I mean, I think probably he's been threatened, too. Like, if if Vernon comes too physical or whatever, you know, if you tell anybody about, you know, I think that that's. But I mean, even the don't ask questions that how, how often did we hear that drilled into him? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he just keeps it. Yeah. Know. But I do like where it says in here that, you know, he's figured out that the reason that he's letting some of these things slip is because he hasn't quite at four years old. He hadn't developed the coping mechanism to keep things quiet. Harry wasn't in school yet. He still would have been living mm-hmm. only him alone in the Dursley's house and they never took him anywhere. So it was probably once he, he had to go out and had to go to, to, to primary school yeah. that he had to mm-hmm. learn to, to keep his covered. Mm-hmm. They probably taught him some of that too, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't say anything about your cupboard or people will think you're weird. Mm-hmm. Freak. I'm going to thrash you if you say anything. It's more likely where it mm-hmm. came from. Yeah. No. Come here and let me hit me hit you with your my frying pan, child. Yeah. Right yeah. around by his hair. Oh, poor kid. Poor, poor kid. So, well, and that's where we're going to end it this time around with the well, that's owl, a depressing end. The owl <laughs> winging yeah. it as fast as he can towards Dumbledore. Yes. And, and we will Severus see. hopes it gets there quite quickly because he really wants to see what Dumbledore has to say about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't they flu? Apparently not. Apparently not. You would think that wouldn't require much dexterity, but well, but maybe it's not. I mean, this is a safe house. They probably don't have it on the flu network. I guess could be. Did they have? Did they have? Uh, oh, what the hell is it? You know what they? They had um headquarters. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. I think, yeah. though, that this is a non-magical house in a non-magical place. So oh. you wouldn't want to have it attached to the flu because then it would be trackable, even if there is a Fidelis on okay. it or however yeah, yeah. you say that. So mm-hmm. the more off the beaten track and off of everything, off the grid, yeah, that's the word sense. I was looking for. 
it would be. So, yeah. But I'm still really intrigued with this. Uh, adding Hermione is adding a different element that will pay off, I'm guessing, in the end. But I do I like watching this dynamic of Snape and Harry. And, you know, watching them actually realize that they're a whole lot alike. And yeah, and neither them of them, it. neither of them is, a, is at full, full capacity of what mm-hmm. they're, att- so they, they kind of have to depend on each other. Right. Because they're mm-hmm. both struggling. So I think, uh, I think that's why it works. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. I, I'm looking forward to the next, I guess we'll just do the next six chapters. Sound good? Okay. And okay. we'll just even them out towards the end. If we have to yeah. pick up an extra one here or there, but we'll try to keep it right around here so we're not too late. Oops. Somebody's calling. Okay. Uh-oh. And somebody's coming in my door, too. Oh. Hello. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> yes, I am Alex. You just saw, you just saw the bobcat. Uh... Oh, dear. What? The bobcat. Uh-oh. Yeah. Field used to be. is scary. It's not real late. You might call Glenn and let them know. I, I don't know what kind of, I don't know if they, yeah, but just that he's out in that field. Okay. Well, we're just finishing up, so I'll be over in a minute. You're quarantined, kid. I'm going to have to go figure out how oh. to close your door. So, yeah, she just saw him out by the barn. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I don't think it can get into the chicken coop. So, hopefully. Okay. Can you do, like, one of those um, high-pitched noise thingies? We have a radio going in the chicken coop on talk radio. And we have lights on out there. So, and then mom put her clothes out so that it smells like her. And that's probably the best way to keep them. But I'm going to have to, I guess I'm going to have to go find a litter box. We don't have a litter box for Alex. And just uh, close up the hole so he can't get in and out. Because a lot of times he goes in and out during the night. Yeah. I'll just uh, somehow close up his, his door. So... All right. Does anybody else have anything they want to say about this fic before I go into? No, uh, go go take care of you well, Kat. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Enjoying it, and I Good guess luck. we'll have to see how things fall out. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks Good for night, everybody. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Bye. 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 So hold on to the one. That those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.